Hello and welcome back to Stream Scene. This is show number three. Am I right? Yes. Show number three. Four. And we four. Four. Show number four. <laughs> we went over this. You made fun show, of me show, for not knowing. Show four. Show number four. Um, so yeah. Today is an amazing show because we have an amazing person. Somebody that you see floating around. His name is Casper, as it me? should be. He's like, well, I'm sorry, Loco, but you'll, you're, you'll come after. Um, he's like the friendly ghost that floats around. Like, it's funny how his name is that because he's everywhere. And if you don't know who he is, you've been probably living on a rock on Twitch, but you'll find out today. Loco, are you just excited to have Casper here as I am? Because I am. Sure. We've got a really exciting episode and very relevant to TwitchCon that's upcoming. So it should be a good, good episode. All right, cool. So. Mr. Casper, you are a busy, busy person. You're practically a celebrity across the board. Um, the only seriousness, I mean, when people come to Twitch and they know you make the best parties and you're always somewhere behind the scenes on something, tell us a little bit about what you do here on Twitch and uh, how long you've been streaming and your purpose. Uh, well, my purpose is to uh, be the best gosh darn uh, entertainer ever, but I can't do that with DJ Tech Live here and local there as well. Like. <laughs> I can only be number three now. So thanks, guys. You, you've ruined my dream uh, forever. Um, but yeah, uh, Casper. Hi, Casper. I've been here on Twitch for five years now, five and a half years. Oh, long time. Uh, I've been partnered for about four years, uh, streaming variety games, but I, I've had my niches. I've, I've uh, speed ran some games. I'm learning Cuphead right now, actually. That is really, that is a difficult game uh, <laughs> to speed yes. run. Uh, makes me cry. Um, but I do a lot of stuff. Uh, I work alongside Twitch to throw some events. Uh, I'm the director of a broadcasting team called Main Menu. Uh, I'm the community manager for a website called Tiltify, which uh, works with a lot of broadcasters to help them raise money for charity. Uh, and I'm also a streamer for CounterLogic Gaming, uh, the esports organization. So lots of stuff on my on my plate on yeah. a daily basis. Did chat? Did you guys write that all down? Because you're gonna yeah. be on this. The There's gonna be a quiz at the end for a masquerade <laughs> invite. I heard. So yes. Trivia. So I mean, all right. So you do. I mean, gosh, man, you do so much. How do you find time in the day to even like like get this stuff down? Uh, multitasking is uh is a very important thing. Uh, writing emails while talking to people in meetings. Uh, while making it seem like you're not ignoring them. Uh, that's a that's a highly sought out skill uh, if you're going to make it anywhere in this industry, I feel. Are you, are you writing um, emails right now? I feel like uh, maybe. <laughs> no, I am totally not doing that and or texting right now. You are crazy. <laughs> uh, that, and also lack of sleep. Like uh, we, we talked about it and we're going to talk about it later, I'm sure, uh, about how you're going to have to lower your amount of hours that you sleep during conventions. Uh, I just do that every day. Yeah. Uh, so I average like four hours of sleep and I don't recommend it to anyone. Um, wow. But sleep is negligible. You're good. So Loco, how did you, um, how did you come about meeting Casper and what was your experience like when you first met him? Uh, you always ask me this. I don't know how I meet you guys usually. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's probably at one of the, the main menu parties uh, because in the past, I was part of a stream team called The Coalition, and uh, for a few times, they combined their efforts for the uh, some convention parties. So I'm sure that's how I, I met you, and, uh, you know, we were just match made in heaven, I think. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> 
Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I fell in love, but you know, <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't reciprocate. So we made it strictly business after that. So. Well, with me meeting Casper, it was interesting. We met on a couple of occasions. It was kind of brief. Uh, TwitchCon one, I mean, it was like a high buy situation. I am Casper, I'm DJ. And then I think we really, really sat down and talked to each other at PJ Salt um, at PAX East. Yeah, PAX East. Yeah. And uh, we came really cool then. And then I was like, man, why don't you follow me? He was like, why don't I not follow you? And, and it's been, a, you know, a good relationship ever since. Uh, I still don't think he follows me. So, um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I made sure uh, that and I, someone I else doesn't follow it's, me it's now. A, so no, I definitely, no, it's a joke. It's a joke. But no, he's, he's, he's an amazing person. So back to our uh, main menu, um, stream teams have uh, been a big mix from, from day one to now. A lot has changed. Um, that's why we started forming our stream team around a certain, you know, uh, ideal. What is the ideal of uh, main menu? And you guys just recently went through a, some new changes. Um, what's the focus now? Uh, the focus now is basically a return to our year one focus. And that was to uh, be a family, create and cultivate a community that we can be proud of. Um, that was something that we want to do year one and year two. Uh, we really want to find broadcasters that meshed well together. Uh, and we we found out, like to put it bluntly, that a lot of us didn't mesh well together uh, in those first couple of years. So uh, we developed that, and then through through years two and three, uh, we want to focus more on the business end. Uh, so we want to be able to work with companies, developers, publishers uh, in order to promote their games. Uh, of course, our main menu mixers that happen at every major event uh, is also a big part of that. So mm-hmm. uh, we want to create networking opportunities, not just for ourselves, but for our fellow. Uh, colleagues in the industry uh, kind of make that transition a little bit easier because some people don't know how to how to talk to developers uh, yeah. and even to this day I don't uh, fully really um, <laughs> but you know when we get into year four uh, which is what we're starting to head into uh, we want to change things up a bit uh, because we felt that we were going to business side and we want to refocus it back on the content that we're creating on Twitch uh, so mm-hmm. that's why we took a different approach uh, different path um, and we had to make some changes because of that. Um, but I think it's good changes for everyone because it, it kind of gave us the kick in the butt, uh, for some of our members to, uh, kind of pave their own way. And then for, uh, for newer members to, uh, to buy into that ideology. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's great. Hmm. So, um, so you're with, uh, CL gaming as well. And some of the other main menu, uh, teammates are too. Is there any connection, like, or is it an official link or something you guys are working with? Like, how does that tie into the team and, and yourself in general? Uh, yes and no is the quick answer there. Um, going back to our roots for main menu, uh, one of our founding members was actually uh, Mylixia, otherwise known as Devin Nash. Uh, and he's the current CEO of Counterlogic Gaming. Mm. Uh, so that was kind of our initial connection. Um, he didn't end up joining our starting roster because he wanted to pave his own path. Uh, and then, you know, a couple years later, he uh, he went from Team Dignitas, community manager, community director, something like that. Uh, and then he went into CLG. Uh, he became their CEO, and now he's the current CEO uh, still to this day, a couple years after. So uh, we reconnected back in uh, at PAX South this year, um, and uh, we talked about it more. And uh, it, what it came down to was CLG has a lot to offer, and they want to expand more into the streamer kind of communities. Um, so they started that already early 2016 when they picked up a bunch of streamers, uh, H1Z1 streamers primarily, as well as speedrunners, uh, as well as just amazing community, uh, driven, uh, broadcasters and content creators like Lily Pichu. And, uh, he wanted to expand that. So he reached out to myself, 
to see if there's an interest within main menu uh, to see if we could kind of collaborate in that sense. And uh, what it came down to is CLG is an option uh, for any of our broadcasters to kind of pursue uh, if wow. that's something that they want. That's, that's that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I've been uh, I've been approached by some esports teams just just for the simple fact of like shoutcasting or playing brawl or weird, weird enough. And like I've always looked into CLG and then Dignitas and stuff like that. And I'm gonna tell you. I'm pretty impressed seeing that they're reaching out on a community standpoint. I know Method started doing that a little bit after CLG started doing it. At least that's what it looked like. And um, I think that's a great way to start melding like communities together and giving paths for people in within the, the stream team. Um, so you said you stream for counter logic gaming. What, what goes, is there a certain, uh, I don't know, thing you have to do to be uh, a part of it or as a streamer? Like, um, I mean, there's there, certain requirements is what I'm saying. Uh, certain requirements. I mean, there's a there's very few uh, contractual uh, requirements right. that we have to meet. Um, but they're honestly, they're like normal things that I stream anyways. So uh, I can't get into details of that. Of no, 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 no. It's very simple like <laughs> things that, you know, I'm doing anyways. So it's kind of like, a, do you want this? Do you want this empty bowl or do you want this bowl filled with candy? And I say, candy. Went. Yeah. <laughs> Why, why wouldn't I take the candy there? Um, so, yeah, there's no, like, actual requirements in that sense. Um, but they are very stingy. They are very picky because, you know, it, it's an esports organization that just signed with uh, Madison Square Garden Company, uh, you know, so major sports wow. and arenas. Holy yeah. crap, I did not know that. That's huge. Uh, yeah, that was, that was back in July, I believe they announced that. Oh, wow. uh, it was a franchising uh, deal and whatnot. So now that that's opened up, uh, they have to be even more picky with that, um, but it's it's opened up the doors uh, internally <laughs> uh, for what I'm capable of doing. Because now, uh, it, one of the biggest things that has always stopped me from being able to, um, you know, host amazing events and whatnot has always been money. Um, mm. Because, you know, <laughs> other people have to make a living. And for example, we've got our masquerade coming up uh, at TwitchCon. That boat is not cheap. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Being able to afford that, having sponsors on board, and having something like uh, MSG behind us, uh, as well as CLG, you know, a little bit of branding, and they're willing to write a gigantic check so that we can continue networking at a major level. That's, That's a, really cool. Yeah. Good. So for like those of us that you know, I'm very uh, aware of the esports, and you know, I used to follow CS:GO and stuff like that. What is the lure for these companies now looking for? I mean. You know, Casper, I love you, but I don't. I wouldn't consider you maybe like an esport type of player. You know, you you don't play competitive. More of a director, yeah. So, <laughs> for for these esport companies that are now looking into, you know, just casters that aren't, you know, competitive players, what where's the connection? Uh, so part of it is numbers, uh, numbers and metrics, and that's something that a lot of people assume is that, for example, um. Because I don't want it all to be about CLG. Uh, uh, TSM, uh, Team Solomid, uh, they recently picked up two Overwatch streamers. Uh, and these Overwatch streamers are not going to be playing on a team unless TSM decides to pick up a full-on team. Um, but mm -hmm. to this day, they have not. Um, so they picked up those streamers that pull in 10 to 20 to even 30,000 concurrent viewers a night. Um, to be on their roster, they provide them with resources and exchange. They now have these metrics at their, at their disposal that they can show companies uh, for sponsorship, for anything like that. So um, first and foremost, it's definitely metrics. Um, but the second thing is that, you know, esports is continuing to grow. 
but there is a side of streaming uh, that isn't esports. And, uh, you know, like Twitch makes its living off of esports. We can admit that. Like a big yeah. majority of their viewership is in League of Legends, Dota, things right. like that. Um, but, you know, even though we're maybe 10% of it, uh, variety broadcasters and just entertainers in general, um, that's still a portion of the website that's not being met with its full, fullest potential. Um, so by these companies slowly coming in, providing those resources to us, it becomes a mutual benefit. Um, I do feel like these companies uh, and these esports organizations are getting the better end of the deal, but it's still a benefit to us. And especially if it's, you know, things that we do anyways, like streaming X amount of times a week and right. carrying their brand and carrying the brand in a positive way. Um, why not? Yeah, it's only going to spread positivity. And uh, what's that saying? How's it go? There's no bad publicity. Because, um, you know, whatever's being shown is being shown. And ESPN, funny enough, they pooped on the esports scenes for years. And now they're like, oh, my God, please, esports, come to me. You know, like, because so, they see the money in it. And and, and it's, it's a fruit that's going to blossom because think of it. Sports like the NFL and stuff, yeah, it has. They're having so much drama right now, and in esports, there's such a big crowd behind it, so it's pretty amazing. And I wanted to go back to something because I'm I'm actually fairly interested in something. I wanted to ask you for a long time, so I'll just ask you now. Sure. You guys, like I said, you guys are known for your parties. You guys are known for your togetherness. Um, when you see main menu pop in your email. I remember when I first got one, I, I kind of squealed a little bit. I was like, oh, you know, because it's just like, this is the crowd to be. What goes into planning these uh, these parties out? And what's the overall goal at the end of the day, like, for you to keep doing this? Because, I mean, obviously, it's expensive. It's stressful. I've watched you just sit there the whole party. I felt bad. I wanted to bring you a drink. <laughs> like, what goes? What, 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 yeah. Just tell us uh, well, when it began, uh, and Loco talked about this a little bit, uh, we were in collaborations with the coalition. Um, and our main goal as Main Menu was year one, uh, we had two goals. One was, of course, the community sense. But goal number two was to have, uh, <laughs> in quotations, Twitch Senpai to notice us. Yeah. Um, because, you know, three, maybe even two years ago, it was really hard to get opportunities with Twitch. Um, it was hard to... Uh, see broadcasters like yourselves uh, on those main stages, hosting events, or even being talent on those uh, on those stages. Uh, and I think TwitchCon really did break that barrier because now they have an entire convention dedicated to that. Um, but three years ago, that didn't exist. Um, so we really want to have Twitch Senpai notice us. Uh, we want to be able to show them that we have a value as a team um, because when people look at teams, and even today, there's still that struggle of, uh, well, what exactly do you do? Um, so we want to kind of break through that and we teamed up with the coalition. It just made sense at the time, uh, teamed up with them for two years now, uh, until the start of this year. And, uh, our ultimate goal was to have them notice us and have them notice what we're capable of. Um, so we funded it out of pocket. We, um, we covered it ourselves, uh, with the wow. team, uh, especially for the first year that was all finances coming out of our pockets to fund multi-thousand dollar parties, uh, mm -hmm. and mixers so that we can network with these folks so that we can show value in networking. And, you know, three years later, we find ourselves with a massive, uh, a massive following of people coming together. Like uh, when people have to choose between a main menu mixer and any other mixer that night, they want that main menu mixer. People are yeah. pounding invites um because I think some people are here fun. now still for it <laughs> <laughs> i heard there was an invite but i'm here uh one it's one it's uh you know it's fun uh and we we throw a great party and we have a great shindig 
Um, but number two is that networking opportunity. Uh, I remember there's stories of uh, one of my moderators got to attend one of those events um, because it was one of our smaller ones and you know, we just let him in. Um, and now he's, uh, he's doing observing for the Overwatch League. Uh, for Blizzard, wow. and that wow, uh, with a connection that he made at one of our events. Now, did I do anything? No, I just let him walk in the door, and he did it himself. But um, <laughs> that is one of my favorite examples, and there's dozens, if not hundreds, of examples of that. How people uh, yeah. make connections at our events. So I mean, local. We uh, what was it? Pax Pax East. That that main menu party was uh, pretty much life changing for our stream team. Um, yeah, we, we think for a lot of people there and. Uh, I mean, like, I would say every main menu party, I, I could, like, I probably met more people at your parties than on the convention floor, because it's just, it's, mm-hmm. it's, like, I've said this, I think, on, an, on a previous episode, but going to these live events and seeing people in person, especially, like, at the parties, is actually more beneficial than, you know, being on the floor sometimes. Like, the connections that you make are, are much more, like, it's more a casual setting, right? You're not, like, just waltzing up to someone and being like, Hey, here's my business card. You know, you, you just bump into somebody. Um, you know, I've met like CEOs of major companies just like, you know, at the bar waiting to order a drink and I start talking to the person next to me. And, uh, so it's these, these parties are, you know, they're fun, of course, and it's nice to be able to see your pet friends, but it's also like a, just a huge networking opportunity. And I think that's probably where one of the goals of your parties stems from is like you just said, is, is making these connections. Yeah, uh, for sure. And uh, the other thing I guess I also want to point out is that it's not just about us, right? It's not just about main menu being able to make these connections. Um, we want the community to grow. We want the extended community, our fellow colleagues, broadcasters, influencers, content creators uh, to make these connections as well, because we are a strong believer in growth for everyone is a growth for everyone. <laughs> So, um, you know, uh, seeing other teams sprout out because of this, uh, seeing opportunities, um, seeing, you know, promotions, whether paid or unpaid, just getting names out there, like that's one step in the right direction. And uh, we wanted to help that continue on because if I see you guys grow, that does help me grow as well. So, Absolutely. I mean, credit is where credit is due. I always uh, shout back to those that that's been there for me and help. Um, that's why I'm so thankful. I, funny thing is, is uh, I think Casper probably like two or three times a week um, for all that he does, because I mean, without people like this, Twitch doesn't grow in the correct direction. And uh, that's something that we focused on with Team Catalyst when we created it is creating a team around the, the, the right ideals for community-based stuff and for everyone to grow. And it's a beautiful thing to hear that Main Menu has been doing this for so long. And uh, we, I mean, I'm pretty sure we would love to follow in those footsteps. Now, we talked about all the fun stuff, talked about the parties, but here comes the work, the business of Casper, the, the one that figures the things out behind the scenes to get things going. And, uh, I mean, holding a big charity plaza event is pretty huge. Um, how do you go about planning all this stuff out without ripping all your hair out? I mean, I can do it. Uh, well, it helps to know that I'm going to be bald in about 10 years, so oh, I don't really okay. care. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it even goes back to our, our mixers, like uh, the planning process and the stages of that. Um, this year, we've gotten much better with it. Uh, well, many years of, of experience, but um, delegation is really important for, for uh, pulling these things off and being able to find people that you can rely on. And uh, for the Twitch on Charity Plaza, um, that was actually... It's that as well as uh, my personal event, which is Quest of the Cause. Ooh, not bad. 
I'm looking at me. I'm like, what did I do? I know. I checked his Skype really quick. <laughs> My bad. People are yelling at me. Um, but uh, the TwitchCon Charity Plaza, you know, that goes back to an agreement uh, that I made with Twitch. Uh, for a quest for the cause, which was uh, my personal charity event that we host, um, and they wanted oh, to, yeah, yeah, they wanted it to be, uh, they wanted the charity plaza to be better this year. Uh, basically, what happened was last year we had very little support. Uh, they gave us a stage, and we paid for it, and we paid for the area and whatnot, uh, and we were able to raise about fifty five thousand uh, dollars for charity uh, for those ten charities to split. They competed uh, in a decathlon, so they're competing for points and whatnot. And whichever one has the most points at the end gets the biggest slice of the pot. Um, but a lot of a lot of these charities still walked away with something substantial. Um, but Twitch looked at that and they said, "You guys raised fifty five thousand dollars without any of our support whatsoever. How can we make this better?" Um, so they're throwing us a ton of support. Uh, they've announced that bits are going to be uh, bits on any of our uh, any of the TwitchCon channels is going towards uh, the charity plaza and wow. the decathlon. That's um, they're giving us an official TwitchCon stage, so that's going to be front page support the entire weekend. Um, they've given us resources. We're working alongside Twitch creative in order to create some of the events. Um, so half the events are now based, uh, within the creative realm. So there's music based ones, there's drawing based ones. Um, but they're giving us those resources and they're planning resources. Uh, and, uh, they also gave us access to, uh, contacting folks as well. Uh, so to build 150 partners with however many followers, 10 million followers or something like that on Twitch. Um, to have them on our charity stage uh, and to raise money. Uh, it was definitely a team effort, um, but it all starts with one crazy person that doesn't sleep very much. So. That's insane. Loco, you, speaking of no sleep, I mean, I think we found robot number two. Can you... <laughs> I, I mean, I can see you doing this um, within the next year. I mean, you're you're already on the path, right? You have Streamer Square and no um, no the, casper you got this I, 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 I i'm happy to be in it partner but, <laughs> um no it's really incredible though and uh, dj you're in it too right yeah yeah right? Uh, so, yeah I, yeah i made sure yeah. that i was going to help him out with this um i told him day one when i heard it i was like give me everything you can give me you know so uh, yeah so for those of you that are going to twitchcon you can uh there's you just need to find the Tiltify TwitchCon Charity Plaza and um, a lot of a lot of broadcasters. How many participants are there? Uh, uh, roughly 150 partners. Uh, wow. Part, so. Yeah, so I'll be in it. DJ will be in it. And it'll all be streamed, too. All the events are being streamed. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it'll be at uh, twitch.tv slash TwitchCon Charity Stage. Question That's mark. awesome. Uh, yeah, no, that should be it. Uh, twitch.tv slash twitchcon charity stage um and it'll be easy to find i can't say where but uh you'll see us you'll see us all right awesome um so i guess so this is all with twitch and tiltify right so you work for tiltify as well why don't you tell us a little bit about that and what you do with them sure so uh i'm the community manager uh although i've been telling them to change that title to community director but I'm picky with words. <laughs> uh, community manager of Tiltify. Um, they hired me on uh, April of 2016. Um, it was a really life-changing experience because at that time I was full-time streaming, um, but also my girlfriend at the time wanted to go to college and college is a lot of money. Uh, and, you know, being a streamer, not with 20,000 viewers a night. Uh, yeah, I, I could use the job. I could use the job. Um, but it was a match made in heaven um, because they allowed me to still stream full-time. Um, but uh, with Tiltify, I do connect broadcasters with charities and uh, uh, one for TwitchCon, of course, uh, to make those connections so that they can raise money. 
uh, for those causes in the future. Like I've seen people make connections at TwitchCon last year, and now they're fundraising for these causes this year, especially with some of the hurricane relief stuff recently. Um, So that's been huge. But my main goal is to, uh, one, get more charities onto our platform, of course, but two, um, sync broadcasters with charities uh, whenever broadcasters have events uh, that they want to host and benefiting these causes. Yeah. So if you guys haven't heard of uh, Tiltify, anybody in chat, uh, it is a fundraising platform. It's free to use. You can fundraise for a huge selection of charities. And they there's um, integration with your OBS and XSplit for alerts. There's a nice little goal bar that you can show. You can, you can set little milestone rewards. There's like a polling system so you can have people donate towards uh, you know, different <laughs> options. So, you know, I did a campaign recently for Direct Relief and... Uh, people were competing over which song I would sing. Uh, so fun stuff like that. And it makes fundraising really easy. And, you know, obviously if you are a fan of charity and you want to, you know, fundraise on stream, Tiltify is a great platform to use. Yeah. 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 Oh, go ahead, Casper. Uh, yeah. Just on Tiltify. I mean, we have some changes coming out soon. Um, but, uh, the, the big thing about Tiltify is that we are also a very small team. Uh, it's only, I believe seven of us currently, Wow. um, that have been working for the company. Uh, I was their last hire, uh, last year and we're looking to finally expand soon. Um, but, uh, out of us seven, we, we definitely take feedback and we can build better equipment and better, uh, better resources for you guys to use. Um, so one of the biggest ones that we announced last year was, uh, the integration with, uh, Streamlabs. Uh, so that you can use your, you know, normal alerts that you normally use with Streamlabs uh, in order to, you know, uh, spice things up a little bit and uh, make people feel slightly more appreciated for their donations um, to charity. Uh, and that's just going further and further. And we've got some really big, big changes coming out soon, TM. Um, but we're always listening and uh, we can make those changes for you guys to make a better platform. And I want to point out, guys, you don't have to wait for a charity event to do a charity either. You can you can start whatever you want, campaign you want. You can put a length of time on it. Uh, you can set your own goals. It's an amazing, amazing platform. Uh, so yeah. definitely look into it. If you like if, if for anything, even if you have like a local hospital or whatever or something that you're going for, um, it's a great thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So I think we're going to segue poorly yeah. <laughs> into our next segment. Uh, get into some news, which yep. we'll start with. Uh, uh, news that isn't is I don't know if anybody's even actually heard about. Uh, Razor oh. has released a teaser for a new streaming product that um they just they they teased it on their Twitter today. Um, I'll pull up the page. They have actually a couple of streamers on this page that have tested it and they show like a video of them admiring this product. I don't know. Did you guys check out the tweet or the page yet? I have not. Um, I have that now. Uh, yeah. And, and while DJ is <laughs> doing that, uh, I have checked out the page. Uh, I checked out the video, at least uh, the teaser video. And uh, just from the looks of it, cause I know that Razor also, uh, they bought out a company uh, earlier this year uh, in the mobile uh, kind of area. Uh, so they might be looking for something along those lines, but after watching the video, it, it kind of feels like something that they want compact, portable and light effective. Um, Mm. that was something that a lot of the streamers pointed out in that little testimonial thing that they were doing. 
So mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them commented on the ability to change lighting. Uh, and I think it, I, it just strikes me as something that, you know, I hate really big studio lights that I have set up in my room. Um, maybe it's something towards that. Uh, maybe it's the, the fabled ring light that everyone's been uh, ranting and raving about over the past uh, couple months. Yeah, so if you guys check out their video on their page, which uh, we'll get a link to if you, if you haven't uh, if you haven't seen it, but um, they have like it's like they're all looking at something small and compact. We'll show yeah, you the, the video right here, and not have the music or the sound on. Uh, but they're looking at something really small, and they're talking about like a light source. So mm-hmm. my guess it's probably some type of camera with a it's like I think yeah I think it's a portable, portable. ring light or something. Yeah, I think it goes maybe it goes on your mobile device or. Yeah, to... or maybe for like IRL streams, like. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense because I've seen product like that before, but it wasn't as effective. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's it's, it's I mean, maybe it's even fairly expensive. Um, I've seen people with those little small ring lights. They're good if it's like really up close, but for you to have like yeah. an arm on it, it didn't really work. So maybe yeah, that's, that's true. But the the streamers that they have, like I know that Jericho and Satellizer both do a lot of uh like vlogging mm-hmm. and IRL stuff. So and yeah, I these feel are like, like the streamers that they show. That. Yeah, uh, yeah, especially with uh especially with uh, Satellizer, um, it might be targeting more so towards the IRL. Uh, maybe the mobile. Maybe it's a mobile ring light. Maybe it's something that you can attach. Uh, to something um yeah. it just it, it seems effective and especially when they interview uh the folks from germany and the folks from china i believe um uh yeah from china like i know that eastern culture especially uh they're, they're all about uh vlogging they're all about uh you know rl type stuff they're all about the selfies uh <laughs> there's some there's some friends that we have over here that have those uh, portable ring lights already Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, you know, use it to light it, uh, to light up their selfies a little bit better when there's poor lighting. Um, like this is, yeah. You know, and they want to stay in the realm of gaming. I want to assume, especially with the people that they're showing streamer certified, quote unquote. Uh, so, uh, I suspect that's going to be something to do with IRL streaming, um, yeah. or something to do with, uh, you know, some type of, uh, Instagram. Yeah. Type. Yeah, I mean, it's huge right now. You guys in chat for it too. Yeah, no, IRL. I mean, I feel like every week we talk about how big IRL streaming yeah. is. Yeah, um, yeah. Always... I would say that it's rivaling um, esports. Oh, <laughs> it's absolutely, rivaling a lot more than variety streaming is right now. Like IRL, like that, and just eating food and, and doing that. <laughs> uh, like people love watching your life, and I don't know why. Uh, that's, yeah. that's it. It's because they see us doing this all. It's like, like I was saying, these playing. It's like movie stars. Like you can watch movie stars all day on the movies, but you're more interested in seeing them walking about. And, and that's why the people magazines and stuff are so huge is because you get to see them out of their element. And uh, I think true. that's kind of what, you know, people want to see. And, and a lot of people said that they want me to eat on stream and I'm very much against it. I think yesterday I ate a little bit more than normal. I covered my mouth because I don't like chewing. Uh, <laughs> but I, it, one person told me it made them feel like I was sitting in a room with them eating and we were just having a yeah. casual conversation. And I thought, I was like, okay, it's that link, right? We're, we're we're not no longer a guy that's trapped or a girl that's trapped in the scene of a video game. We're now real human beings just having fun talking. Yeah, it's, it's funny that you you say that because I literally ate like half a bag of crackers on the stream today. I was just shoving them in my mouth while playing <laughs> Battlefront, like like just put like not even like chewing it, like just shoving the whole thing 
in my mouth and playing and like in the middle of a game like every time I died I just ate a cracker like and it's it's just weird because I guess like when I started streaming I was really shy and I would never get on stream I was like no that's disgusting like you know I feel self-conscious and now I'm like I don't even care like like I just I just act like completely myself and just you know like I'm just hanging out with friends at this point so that's awesome yeah, we're just uh, we're just breaking barriers. I mean, you know, a couple of years ago is all about the entertainment of the video game you're playing. Yeah, all yeah. about the entertainment of literally anything else. Like we're we're watching like uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was a charity event um, uh, for hurricane relief, and it was uh, uh, Mexican wrestling, and they were doing that entire production, and they were right. recording it. Um, but they were able to show us those like behind the scenes type things, and all those matches are really awesome. And then, like, yesterday, uh, I know it was, what, Richard Hammer was mm. playing a fishing game. Uh, and that's, yeah, that's a video game, and he's just fishing. Um, but then uh, it was EXBC. They're really well-known in, in the IRL scene. Uh, they were actually fishing. <laughs> and they had <laughs> thousands of viewers, and it's just... Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, I remember, I knew IRL was going to be big back when that channel did the zoo. Remember, the, it wasn't the zoo, it was a safari channel or something like that. They were just out on the safari that, and yeah. filming, like, lions and stuff. And that chat was insane. Like, I you would couldn't still even watch anything. that, like, yeah, watching wildlife. The, yeah, and there were just people, like, streaming out, actually out there. And I was like, man, this is, I want to do that. Like, I would <laughs> love to go to a canyon for the first time, a rock climbing. Can you imagine, like, I don't, I don't rock climb, obviously. But, like, if we were out there doing it and filming it, people would love to see that and a whole bunch of new viewers and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, IRL is huge, and I, I'm going to start dipping into it. It's just getting over that fear factor of IRL. Um, and multiple reasons. Uh, the big one is um, you, you can't control what happens around you mm-hmm. as much as you can here, uh, or people. <laughs> like, so it's a, it's, it's a little, you know, it's a little scary but um i think i'm gonna warm up to it at cons because it's safer right because there's people around and you're expected to be there and everyone knows what yeah. you're doing right so yeah. would you yeah. guys like to see behind the scenes of hosting and stuff like that's that's what's something i want to do of course i have to ask everybody and mom if they're okay with it but um yeah you know i think that would be pretty cool like what actually goes behind the scenes of twitch and all because you guys don't understand how much work goes into it like i thought i was like ah people probably just get on stage and we just talk nah man <laughs> that packet was ginormous i can't even think what casper has to go through like but anyway yeah people make fun of me for my long documents that i write for like events and whatnot i'm like you should try hosting a major event you should right. do that you gotta you gotta sit there with your glasses and like a hot chocolate near a near a <laughs> fire in order to get through it without falling asleep like it's ridiculous you're, like, but you're reading sense. the whole thing and setting them the shortened version yeah <laughs> yes and Which then you have like, still, the, like he has to worry about production run of show videos being coming through sometimes it doesn't work camera sets like if people are sick or not (laughs) like if they party too hard it's like being out oh man we had some people uh, i remember last twitchcon oh fingers crossed we had some people that got food poisoning uh literally from their breakfast so they were going to be on stage in about 45 minutes and they're like oh my goodness i'm i'm keeled over a toilet right now uh i'm trying to just figure that stuff out like oh man production is insane uh and this industry is even more insane um but yeah ring light yeah it's probably totally yeah uh, yeah, yeah ring light so twitch dropped a a, a little bomb on us this afternoon bomb. as i was scrambling to find some news i was like nothing that's been quiet for a week and then they announced this 
partner merchandise via Amazon. So a couple months back, uh, you guys might have remembered that Twitch dropped ties with Teespring as their official shirt provider, and I wonder why they would have done that. It's not like they are owned by this billion-dollar company named Amazon that, <laughs> that, that has cars. retail, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sells everything. Uh, so they just announced partner merchandise uh, beta, which you guys, if you're a Twitch partner, I'm going to drop that link in chat for you guys to check out. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so have you guys got a chance to check it out? I have. Um, I'm a very mixed feelings about it. Um, and it's not, it's not so much. I mean, I think it's great. I mean, Amazon, obviously you, you, they have great, uh, ideas behind it and it gives us more control over it, but there's a lot of restrictions like us only and, um, you know, other things. Uh, and then I'm very, very picky about quality and, um, and how much, what, how much merchandise I can make, right? So I'm with Design by Humans, and I was thinking maybe I'll do like an anniversary shirt or something with Amazon just to give people like a cheaper, you know, like not a cheaper version of a shirt. I don't want you to think that, but like price-wise, so everyone can have it, you know? Um, it does, now, they said you can't put anything Twitch on it. That kind of was like, uh, what? You know, so I was kind of confused yeah. on that. So is this an Amazon thing, or is this a Twitch thing, or is it a collaboration? So there's a lot of holes that need to be filled. Um, because I do like the idea of having Twitch on the shoulder or on the arm or somewhere. Cause it makes people yeah. feel like, Hey, these are exclusive, you know? And now we just have shirts. Yeah, that was, uh, that was definitely a thing with Teespring, right? Like, uh, when they had that partnership with Teespring, they had that Twitch logo. That was huge. Like I remember when they were first doing the beta of that and I was so jealous and then I was unjealous because they allowed us to have a charity shirt, <laughs> um, but uh, it, it just makes a huge difference. Like the fact that you have that, it's almost like uh, the partner jerseys. I'm sure you guys talked about those uh, like mm -hmm. two weeks ago. <laughs> um, everyone wants it because, you know, it's it's almost like recognition uh, yeah. that you have Twitch on there. So if we were to be able to create our own shirts and put that Twitch logo on there, that would just be gigantic. But now it's just another shirt store. So it's like, what's the only benefits I see is that, you know, Amazon Prime enabled, sure, but it's only in US for now. Uh, they're, they have said that it's going to be 2018 they're aiming for, but 2018 is a, a huge year uh, for uh, international. But there's advantages yeah. to this advantages. I think in the end, it's going to be beneficial. Um, oh, yeah. But we'll have to see the quality. That's, that's a big thing for me as well, is that I don't want to yeah. sell a cardboard shirt uh, or anything like that. So <laughs> Right. And I think we'll probably find out soon as, you know, partners start setting up their stores and people start buying these. So uh, it looks like they it actually lists like the materials. Looking at this video, it's listing like the percentage of materials, which I guess gives you an idea of what to expect if you're, <clears throat> you know, what shirts are made out of. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, so pros and cons, you know, pros, obviously Amazon is huge and there's a chance, there's always a chance of someone who's never even seen your stream to find your product. Um, because I think these are still like, like tagged, like you can't say that it's Twitch, but like, I think it's still like, you're good. You're going to be found, I believe by like searching Twitch or something. So Hopefully, if you have a cool design. Very Amazon. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's like, I found uh, another partner shirt that, that they were testing before this was announced. And I was like, I thought someone stole their shirt or something and I found it through searching <laughs> Twitch. So I think, you know, you're going to be able to find it. Um, I see what you're saying. 
Yeah. yeah just like uh, through searching Amazon, which is huge. So you might get people buying your shirt that you don't even know. And you might get people finding your stream because of that as well. Hmm. Um, but obviously cons is there's only shirts and there's only, I believe, two shirts that you can choose from to put a design on. And if you're with any, pretty much any other company, there's, uh, you know, I mean, Teespring still designed by humans, uh, spread shirts. There's a couple of other ones as well. They have, you know, more than just shirts. I mean, they even have sweaters, <laughs> like, and you know, you can get mugs and crazy stuff, pants and hats and beanies and you know, stuff like that. So, um, it's very early. It's very very yeah. early, and <clears throat> um, I mean, maybe even too early because if you're if you already have a merchandise store. Like you're only, I guess, just looking to expand your market. I guess you could just throw one up here as well. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. I it, like for me, um, you know, I I have a DBH store as well, um, but I don't really link to it because none of the designs are anything that I want to, you know, kind of represent the brand like fully. Like if people show up mm -hmm. with that shirt, hey, cool, uh, but it's not something that I that I ever supported fully. So with this Amazon one, maybe I'll bite the bullet. Uh, I've got a new shirt design in the works anyway, so I was actually looking uh, at where to print it. Maybe I'll bite the bullet for that, have it out for November, and I'll be able to report back. But uh, the thing about it is that, you know, these shirt stores are up now. You can actually purchase those shirts right now. It is U.S. only for now, but if you have Amazon Prime, um, you're going to have that shirt in two days, one day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so hopefully some people will actually, like, just do that <laughs> and uh, see what happens. Uh, yes. Quality and go from there because... You know, seeing a list of uh, what's the shirt type and whatnot. That's one thing. Seeing the actual quality on a body in person is another. Yeah, especially with, yeah. you know, custom prints on them, too. So, mm -hmm. I mean, okay, it is so... very it's very Amazon looking, too, uh, which, which is fine. Yeah. But the, the layout of it, I mean, the interface and stuff is not really that. Anytime I see Amazon, like when it comes to the billing and stuff, I'm just like, oh, God, where does this, you know, it's just like a bunch of text and just open bars. So it doesn't fit, you know, I think later on, if it feels more welcoming and um, gives us a little bit more options and granted we have control, it almost doesn't feel like you do just based off the interface, you know, and what we've seen. Uh, I mean, but Amazon always, I'm, I'm glad they're taking this route instead of just gobbling somebody up, you know, that's, that was, that's, that's what I thought they were going to do is like, Hey, designed by humans, you're doing great. Here's a billion dollars. Now we own you, you know, like, so, <laughs> and here's our shirt designs. What, I mean, I kind of would have been happy with that, to be honest, but um, yeah, anyway. All right. So, so let's get into talking about some video games. Yes. yes We've got yes, two big, 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 big games coming out this week. We have tomorrow, actually midnight tonight, mm -hmm. in about four hours drops uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War, the mm. sequel to Shadow of Mortar that came out, I believe two years ago uh, yeah 2014 god oh, wow. I cannot believe it. you know that game yeah. still looks good with that new update that they did to it mm -hmm. yeah yeah no uh shadow of war and shadow of mordor and like uh i never played the game physically myself but i i spent countless hours watching people play shadow of mordor because mm. uh, it yeah. has that worldly rpg feel um but it also reminds me of like batman arkham asylum and whatnot in terms of yeah uh and then you know you take the kind of you know, lackadaisical, oh, I'm just going to knock them out. And then instead you take an axe and chop off heads uh, like 24-7. It, it's, it's just so, it's so awesome to watch, uh, to go into that, that Middle Earth, that almost 
uh, <laughs> I almost want to say Viking, but uh, you know, that medieval esque type of feel to it. Um, it's a lot of combat, a lot of action, and their nemesis system that they yeah. that they rant and rave about. I love it. Um, make sure that uh, no one has the same experience or you know a completely identical experience. Uh, it's a lot of fun to watch, and uh, I'm excited to play it. But I'm not sure if I'll stream it just because it, it's not really like my community. So yeah, what, yeah. what about you, DJ? You recently played Shadow of uh, Mortar, right? Yeah, I um I dove into it a little bit back in the day, but it was like I think. When I came out, I was first starting to stream. So a lot of people weren't really, I wasn't established yet as that type of streamer. Played it recently, and boy, oh boy, were people like extremely excited. Because um, I mean, based off the excitement, I was like, man, there must be a lot of choices in this. No, I wasn't. It was kind of direct. But man, it was a lot of killing. And I loved it. You yeah, know? And, it was uh, fun. <laughs> yeah, I love the killing. I love the pairing system. You feel like you're a, the word I would say, a bad <laughs> butt. I will say <laughs> feel really, really powerful, you know, and yeah. um, and things can get out of hand really quickly. So it was very clinching. Um, but there's a lot of controversy over this new title. Um, there's a people call it pay to win, but you can't really pay to win if you're just by yourself. But there's an online aspect of the game and you could pay. Um, but I think the paywall is good and bad. And the reason being is they have it to where you can't just rush through the game. Right. And that's a good thing because the first one, you can just rush right through it. You could just kill the certain people you need to do. You were done the game and then you wrote a bad review. But they're not, they're like, this time you're not going to do that. You're either going to pay for that review or you're going to play this game. <laughs> X amount of hours. So um, a lot of people are just really upset with it. And, um, but hey man, the game is gorgeous. Uh, the, the personalities of voice acting, I actually like. I don't care what people say. I think it's great. They give the orcs some kind of personality. It's not mm -hmm. the same voice going, well, maybe it is the same voice, but if it is, it's very talented range. Um, <laughs> I'm super excited. I want to know what the online is going to be like. Um, I get excited seeing local play games like this or Casper or anybody's playing it because everyone has a different play style. I was very aggressive. I went a very aggressive tree. And this game seems like it has a lot of customization in it. Are you going to play it? Lo? Yeah. I'm definitely playing it. Like, You're playing it. Are you going to play it day one or are you going to wait? I think I'm going to play a day run um, because we have my, my save game still and I can bring in my nemesis who I'm very interested in seeing who is because I killed everybody. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know which one you're going to surprise me with. I, I killed everybody. So um, I'm, I'm very interested in it and uh, it looks gorgeous. Oh my God. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's such a beautiful game. And for what I'm seeing, they added a lot more combo systems to it. So I'm very happy. I was satisfied with the one, two, three hit that we were doing the whole time. Um, so I'm I know the combat, like you literally fight like hundreds of mobs and it just felt so smooth. And it's like going one to the next, the next. And yeah, no, I, I remember like the mobs. I kept getting in over my head in those battles. But um, no, I'm definitely excited for this. I don't know if I'm going to be playing day one. Um, it's mm. going to be very saturated. Guys. that is true so um mm. it's I forgot all about that. like this it is like a standalone release like where there's just not too much else going on I mean, you know you had cuphead uh but that's already died down a bit and battlefront you know is still going on but that's the beta's been out for a few days already there's not too much content on there so uh you know everyone is drooling waiting to stream this game so if you guys are uh you know down in the bottom of the listings typically like this is probably going to be a wait i mean i might even wait a few days you know because it's gonna be yeah. you're gonna see a lot a lot, a lot of people playing this and streaming this game and loco um, you're, you're speaking right on it 
because think about it this month is stupid with releases like there's so many releases this month you would not hurt at all waiting because what's going to happen is people are going to rush through this game mm-hmm. and a lot of viewers are not going to enjoy that not not a game like this look at this battle i mean this is hundreds of orcs going at it and stuff is completely different than the first one where you're by yourself half the time mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah waiting is a good thing because evil within is doing some early release stuff actually tomorrow to i feel like to counter this yeah. And a lot of people are going to be doing even within. It's Halloween. I mean, why not? It's October. Um, so, you know, you have a lot of ground to play with. Yeah, oh, yeah for, for sure. sure. And, uh, yeah, someone even brought up in chat, uh, you know, it's it's October. There's just crazy releases, like, always, always in October, right. November even. Um, so it, it's definitely not harmful to uh, to wait on games from time to time, uh, especially if you are. Uh, a new broadcaster or anything that uh even for me like i <laughs> unless i'm super hyped about something I, i'm usually not jumping into it day one uh that being said for me in particular i would probably i i personally would consider jumping into uh shadow of war uh day one but i don't have that option because <laughs> i've got conventions this week and next week and then i've got blizzcon after so oh my god maybe november maybe november so. <laughs> um, yeah i mean oh, yeah. hopefully my only concern is uh, you know, people are already worried about the microtransactions, and I mean, there's a lot of hype for it, and I'm a little nervous that it's gonna, it's overhyped, where you, you see this sometimes where it's so hyped and everyone plays at day one, and then it's almost like the plague, where the streamers don't want to touch it because the viewers don't want to watch it, and everyone all of a sudden just, the listing just disappears. Um, you've seen this with a, with a couple of games. Uh, where it's just, they're just, yeah, Prey yeah. is a great example where it yeah. was so hyped and um, every, all of a sudden it just disappeared after two or three days. Like, you where can't did even it go? Stream it now. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I tried. Hmm. So it's, it, it's, it's worth a wait, uh, but just realize there's a chance that like there may not be anybody watching like if it if it doesn't get good reviews if it does then you're gonna see this throughout the month yeah i mean it's yeah it's it's, it's a double-edged sword because the fact that microtransactions is giving so much controversy right now that might be a good ploy for you to freaking stream it man like people are gonna come in be like so how do you feel about the microtransactions is it happening is it pay to win do you have a pay to win so you know they're gonna ask all these questions so just be prepared for that the biggest thing that you can do this month when it comes to games is pick one mega game that you're going to spend a lot of time on and prep for it is the thing that yes. i preach to people they don't do prep for it put notices out now let's say wolfenstein it's going to be huge man but if you're prepping for it now and you're talking about it on your stream and you're posting it on your twitter and you have like a nice flyer about it even if you're reaching out to the community manager say hey i got this big thing that i'm gonna be doing for wolfenstein i'm a huge fan i can't wait to go in there and and and, and just wreck face and i've been waiting for this for years they're going to contact you back and say something. They're not going to. And if they don't, cool. Make a video, send it to them. Like, just prep it yeah. and um, do some streams beforehand. Yeah. I, I really like that point because this month in particular is a big m- month for sequels. So mm-hmm. you have, you know, this is a sequel. Um, is it like, is the story continued or is it standalone? Like the, it's, the, it's continued. The story. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's um, so this, so if you prepped for, you know, Shadow of War, then what you would do is you played, you know, Shadow of Mortar the week leading up to it, and you do a big hype. If you have some money to spend, maybe promote like a giveaway for the game, um, get your community involved, and and get people that are interested in the game. Mm. 
into your community. I did this with, you know, a, a bunch of games that came out in the past, like the Fallout games, where I played all the Fallout games leading up to the new one or, or Hitman or something like that. Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein comes out in uh, three and a half weeks. Yeah, yeah. the 27th. Uh, play the first one. Or there's, I think, a, two of them, I I, I believe. Yeah, so play them. those. Section play the bit. ones previous to it and leading up to that moment and maybe advertise a giveaway or something, get people in that. Assassin's Creed's mm -hmm. another one. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. The people are doing that now. Actually, our stream team is doing that. Uh, they're prepping yeah. heavily for Assassin's Creed. You have Evil Destiny. Within coming out on Friday. Yeah, you got Destiny 2, which is a monster. And then the funny thing that's hidden is South Park. And that's a great one oh, to revisit. Yeah. I haven't even played South oh, Park. Oh, my God. What? Wow. Okay, you have wow. to play it. <laughs> if you get an ounce of free time, you need to stream that game. It is hilarious. And your channel wow. will, will riot over it. That that game made me blush, and I'm known as being, like, <laughs> the lewdest people in the world. And, oh, man. Yeah, the I, don't... I cannot wait. Have you seen the new scenes for the new one? The, like uh, when, when the dude opened the door and saw the mom? Yeah. That no, was like, no, I haven't. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Look, are you streaming it? Cause I, I don't you know compete. yet. I mean, yeah. I played the last one, but I was that was before I started streaming. Last one, yeah, I want on that to scene. play it so badly, <laughs> but I feel like I will die. I'll be on the ground face red dying like yeah. <laughs> i hope you it. play it that's the best to see pg-16 streams or pg streams like play games like that because yeah. they're just like oh my god i didn't <laughs> but I, I think you should play i mean you know even though i'm, I'm pg-16 i'm uh i allow certain times because i have a lot of adults in my stream and i prep them i say hey guys Let's do something for you. If you have the kids watching, just make sure you know that this is going to be a little yeah. bit off balance, you know? Um, that's what, and that's, then I'll do it. That's my night. biggest concern, to be honest, is, like, my community is so geared on, like, family-friendly and stuff like that. And then, like, to take a switch, like, Why don't you do know. a night stream or something? That yeah, way maybe. maybe. Oh, Loco after dark? Oh. Yes. Late, night with, late night with Loco? <laughs> oh, that's perfect. That's a sitcom right there. Do it late night with Loco. <laughs> I'd watch that. Oh, gosh. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, close, more closely coming out is the Evil Within Two coming nope. out this Friday the thirteenth. Do you want to? Don't do it. No. Nah. I told people a thousand sub points. I'll do it. Yeah. Let's go right now, chat. Let's go. I'll even give a masquerade invite. Yeah. I want a masquerade invite. Nah, man. What about you, Cass? Did you play the Evil Within One? Did you guys play the first one? I did, and I know. I did guy real nasty real fast. Like I noped really quick, yeah. I I am not a I'm not a horror type of genre of enjoyer. Like, okay, there's there's the odd time where I'm like super drunk and yeah, I want to enjoy that and, and pee myself. But um for the most part, yeah, no, I'm not I'm not a big fan. No. So the moment like I, I kinda enjoyed the evil within, but I watched the trailer of the <laughs> evil within too. Uh, no. No, yeah. I, I have I, some I some gameplay. So. I'm gonna show some gameplay, but I think I'll pause it pretty Jeez. soon because I don't know how creepy, how fast it gets, and you know, I don't it's know. I don't want to scar. It. It's like a dark yeah. room is the first thing you see. Is like no, see a that's, dark corridor that leads to chasing, and I'm not a fan of things chasing me. I hate no, I yeah, hate green chase. Oh my god! No. Like and what being if this defenseless? was VR? I'd die. Yeah. Mm -mm. Resident Evil 7 was the hardest. It was a hardest Resident Evil 7. I did three hours of it, and that was, oh my god, okay. I, I can't, I can't even watch this trip. 
Yeah, this is, this is <laughs> you guys this understand what this game is about? Because I don't want to watch this guy. <laughs> yeah, he's it's, like it's... he's like a detective or something, and then there's like a bunch of monsters. That's that's all you really need to know. Oh my god! Yeah, there nah. it, yeah we're starting to get. <laughs> Yeah, and the moment I see that, pause. Yeah, leave. I'll come back. Nope, out of that. Yeah, that. I mean, he. Yeah, he's a detective that didn't le- learn his lesson the first time. Um, <laughs> so you know, he can't that's, be. That's the bio. Yeah, yeah. He likes to bathe in milk. So I, you know, I, dude, oh. it's, it's yeah. swinging. It's time to leave. Like that, you know. It's like those movies where you tell a person, don't go that way. And they just like proceed. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Why would I you go that way? Why would you, why would you do that? Don't yeah. you I just you know scared myself happen. watching this. <laughs> the bodies just multiplied. Like, what? I just reacted and like turned it off for a second. Sorry. Oh, nah, man. I'm good. I just saw that. Nah. Yeah. Thousand sub points. Oh, jeez. Sorry. Not I can't do that anymore. The one, that was, that was a yeah. minute and 40 seconds of yeah, video no that we just barely survived. Um, no, my... I never played the first one. I'm, I'm. Oh, really? You should. I'm not. You no. should be the one to take it. Really? I, I should, DJ, when you talk about how <laughs> you're too scared to play it. Oh, you should do it. <laughs> yeah, you should totally do it. I mean, your chat will love it. I. Um... Oh, I know they would. Nah. I'm going to. The, the, the scary game for me this month is uh, Until Dawn because I never played it. It's uh, Tony's oh, Rapper. Oh, that's, that's actually really yeah. good. So I'm gonna do and that. I, I don't like scary games, but that's actually a really good game. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, I heard it had multiple endings, right? Does it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay, good. Cool. It's got a lot That'd of be a different great endings, so I'm watching that for sure. I that's Sweet. Until Dawn is one of those games that people like will watch at any time, like whenever mm-hmm. someone's playing it. Like it is one of it's a great story, and you have to make decisions. It's all about making decisions. So the replayability, oh God, and that's why people love to watch it because you're, what, how you play it is different from how someone else played it. Until Dawn Sweet. is a great example of a great, scary game that you could, you can play. Like it's been out for a couple years, at least mm-hmm. a, a year, at least. So if you guys are looking to play spooky games for Halloween, Until Dawn is definitely a good option to consider. Oh yeah. For sure. Are you going to be doing any scarathons, screamathons, Casper, for your stream? Jeez, uh, I I always talk about it, and I always I always go like, you guys get one, <laughs> you guys get one, you guys oh, yeah. get to choose. Uh, last year was uh, last year was until dawn. Uh, this year, since I'm traveling so much, I'm not entirely sure if I'll be able to do it like in October. Mm-hmm. Um, but I might offer them for Christmas. We'll we'll have a we'll have a spooky, scary skeletons uh, in December. Um, nice. Yeah, but uh, just the the horror I can never do because the jump scares always get me. That's why Five Nights at Freddy. Oh man, oh, any of those games I cannot play because my my heart rate just goes through the roof. Do you do the tipping system? I do, and it's scary. I had to up my tips to like insane because the chat don't care. You can have it at fifty, and I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> challenge me. And man, I almost I felt like I was gonna die one stream. Like uh, my mom's Aaron was like, she was like, cut it off. <laughs> like, <'cause, laughs> I was like literally doing this. Like I, I felt like my heart was gonna come out my throat. I've I've only ever yeah. done the 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 tip uh, scare alerts. Uh, I've only done that for a charity event, and that's because I got talked into it um, by Tess uh, by Tess uh, because we were doing it. Uh, it was main menu and uh, the Wobblers and Wigglers like many yeah. years ago, and we did Half Life Two. And she's like, "Hey, you know what'd be fun if we did jump scares?" And I was like, "No, that does not sound like fun." She's like, "We should do it," and I was like, "Fine." <laughs> And we raised like thousands of dollars just because people like seeing me 
they they knew they knew because I actually maybe too much info. Something yeah. might have happened during that. During that. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I don't do scary. Right. This is one thing that I've learned about Twitch chat is they love to see the streamers get tortured. Like, they love to see us scary, any, any, yeah, like <laughs> they love to troll us. Yeah. Um, but one more thing that I want to add about scary games, um, if you actually get scared and have like reactions, obviously that that's why people like to watch. Another thing that you can do is you can show your heart rate. And um, this is something that I've done in the past and people love it because like you can't fake it. You cannot fake a high heart rate. And when you get scared and your heart rate jumps up to 150 plus, like the chat sees it and they're like, oh my God, are you dead? Like it's, it's crazy. And it, it makes for a really cool element to your stream. So I, we actually have a guide on the website that I'm going to link you guys in chat. Uh, if you're wondering how, this is just how I personally set mine up. Uh, there's different tools and methods that you can use. Um, but if you guys are, are wondering how to, I'll link that there. But I definitely recommend it if you guys want to add like a, an extra element and you play scary games. It's, it's really cool to do. Yeah. Ooh. People love it. People love it. Yeah. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, guys. That does it for our news and our game section. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, convention tips. So if you guys have questions about conventions, what to expect, um, especially with TwitchCon, any sort of advice that you guys are looking forward to, let us know. And we're going to have a Q&A at the end as well uh, if we don't get to you know your questions. But convention tips after this, guys. Quick break. We'll be right back with the stream scene. Welcome back. I am DJ Tech Live, and we're here with Casper and Loco. And if you're just joining us, this is the stream scene um, where we're going into the topic of the day, which is convention prep tips, by the way, convention tips. <laughs> and if you're brand new to conventions or you're not, there's always something you can learn. I mean, when I was at my first convention, it was a scary thing. There's a lot of people. Anxiety started kicking in. I didn't know where to go left, right, up or down. Um, and you're just sitting there trying to find your friends who are probably lost talking to somebody else. So we have the right people here to talk to you and talk you through it and prepare a kit before you go and what to do while you're there. Casper, I'm going to go ahead and open up with you. Um, so you, you remember your first convention experience, I'm sure. How did you uh, you compare it then to now? And what do you do to prepare for conventions in general? Uh, so it, it was kind of like a wave, almost like a, a mountain uh, in terms of learning because there was so much that you wanted to do and so much you wanted to learn. Uh, and you just, it goes horrible the first couple times. <laughs> and then, uh, once you've done it a couple times, uh, you kind of know the routine and you're always prepared. You're always prepared. And then by convention 20, uh, I'm at 26 now for major wow. convention. Um, you're just like, ah, eh, screw it. And you just, you, <laughs> you throw stuff in your luggage and you go and you show up. Um, but, uh, my first convention, uh, I think my first major convention was PAX East 2012. Um, Taxi's 2012 or 2013. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> I just started streaming and it was horrible because <laughs> I didn't go in with expectation of being like, oh, everyone's going to know me. No, I was, I was very much that fanboy. Um, that I was like, yeah, I started streaming like six months ago. Uh, and I'm really stoked and excited. And, uh, uh, and, and I'm going to meet all my favorites and they're going to teach me and then they're going to shout me out on their streams and I'm going to become famous. 
and uh <laughs> that didn't happen uh <laughs> but uh yeah just conventions are very overwhelming and i think there's definitely two types of people that go into it uh ones that are super hyper prepared and then those that just aren't uh or they're just not aware of what's about to happen uh and it kind of catches them off guard so yeah loco what about you well i think i've so my first convention was different. It was in Las Vegas. And it was a convention that does not exist anymore called SOE Live. Uh, Sony Online Entertainment was purchased oh, yeah. by Daybreak. Uh, but at the time, they were uh, working on a game called H1C1. And uh, someone that I, I had met, I had just started streaming in May. And the convention was like in July. And I met a contact named Omid that a lot of you guys probably know. And he in invited me to go to this SOE thing because he was working there at the time. And Las Vegas. <laughs> like, it was like my first time <laughs> traveling alone. I had been streaming for two months. Like, I don't know. I just was like, okay, I need business cards. <laughs> that was probably like the biggest thing to stress is make business cards um, and make them right. AKA, I would say, don't go with an unconventional card size. Do not do that because it will be the first card thrown out. Don't go square. Don't try to be bigger. Don't make like a thicker card. Keep it normal. Make it mm. standard, um, but make it nice. You know, like don't forget to put your, make it clear who you are and what you do. Like, don't just put your username. I did that. I just put my username, my contact info. Um, what, like, who are you? Why, why should people remember you? Um, mm -hmm. You know, branding is important. So if you have good branding, reflect that on your card. You know, you want your card to stand out. Don't just make an all black card with shiny lettering. Um, so good branding. An email is like, all these are super important. Write this down, guys. You need an email. Um, I would say Twitter handle is number two on that. Mm -hmm. And then you can include, you know, your Twitch, your YouTube. Um, I don't know anything else that you guys would include in your card. Just don't put your phone number. I've seen so many streamers have their phone number on their card. It's weird because that card may end up on the floor, you know, and, and stuff might happen, but, uh, adding stuff on there. It's always good to be simple in my book. I mean, I would just put your handles, your, your channel and your email, and then, and then let them discover what you do from there. Um, I go to extra distance and like say, Hey, I see, I ask for their card too. Or if they give me a card, I say, Hey, I see you have a Twitter handle. Let's go ahead and add each other. Cause we might be able to discuss something later because that interaction right there is more likely to happen than them contacting you via um, card or them remembering who you are contacting them. And via no one's going to call you. I would say the only way, no. like, the only time you need a card is if, or a phone number, I would say, is like if you're coordinating something where people would need to get a hold of you directly. Um, you can use, you can get, uh, like people suggest a Discord, uh, is a, is a cool idea or, you know, Skype. Believe it or not, yeah. people still use Skype. Uh, so including Sorry. that, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. I was saying, don't put your phone number, not add your phone number. Do not. Yeah. Um, that's my yeah. advice. You do what you yes. want. Uh, it's, it, it was more of an industry standard, uh, way back when, um, mm -hmm. when you were like a Twitch employee or like a major company employee, uh, to have your number on that card. 
Uh, and I even saw, you know, Twitch admins do it for a short period of time. Um, but realistically, you don't need that. Um, right. there, there was actually a, a tip in chat that I actually agree with, even though I did not do it on my new cards. And, and that was potentially have a picture of yourself on there. Um, mm-hmm. Because branding is one thing, um, but remembering a face is another. And some, some developers, some publishers, um, they're really good at recognizing faces, not so much. Yeah. So if you have a picture of you on that card, if you've got the space for it, it's not the worst idea. And in fact, I would say that, you know, it's a better idea than most. So, um, but yeah, on the phone number thing, like it's, it's just not necessary, especially in this digital age. Um, I know that people have actually suggested QR codes as well. Um, There's actually a QR code. uh, If you didn't know this uh, on your Twitter account, there is actually a QR code available that you can um, just scan and it'll take you right to their Twitter account. And uh, a lot of people are actually using that for their business cards these days. Just like, just add me there. Very smart idea. I wish Twitch would do QR codes, to be honest with you, because it would just make things a lot easier for people to go to our Didn't channels. They? On their passes? Uh, they Twitch? Something like that, yeah. But I think it was like a special event or something. I don't know. It wasn't like standardized, though. But I think they should, because that's a lot easier than typing in. Some, cause people got some weird names, right? Like underscores, money symbols. Just scan it. Just go to it. Um, but yeah, the picture thing is very, very, very good. But I've seen, like, uh, King Goliath had his... <laughs> His stuff printed on wood. Um, <laughs> that's what, I mean, I felt bad if I threw that card away. It's still in my boot bag somewhere. Um, but you don't have to do that, guys. Like, you don't have to have wood. I mean, granted, people would think twice about throwing it away, but it probably end up with all the other cards anyway. So you just spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Trying, trying <laughs> to stand out, like, it, it's a double-edged sword. It definitely yeah. is. Because if you stand out too much, uh, like, if you're trying to create a square card or those really tiny cards, like one, one of my Don't dear win. friends... Has a really tiny card, and I'm like, I'm gonna lose that in about ten seconds. Yeah. Um, but like, going with a thicker card, like that's not the worst idea. I know that a lot of people last year uh, and the year before even started to opt for Moo uh, with their uh, with their Lux print. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's like three times the thickness of a card. It does stand out. It's a slightly different size as well, but that is also annoying for people that uh, you know use a card. can't put it anywhere. Yeah. yeah. So it, it it can be annoying, but it does stand out. So it's a double edged sword for that. Um, for me, I finally ran out of my mood cards, so I actually made brand new ones. Um, and and they're cute, and I'm not sure if you can see them. Oh, but it's landing on there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, these are brand new. Uh, and uh, we just kept it simple. We went with a standard size. Uh, just made the stand out a little bit. Just two two cute characters, and uh, yeah. So keep it yeah. keep it simple, but yeah, so- I think trinkets is good. Oh, I'm sorry, Loco. Trinkets. Yeah, like uh, bracelets and uh, somebody did a coin once. That was pretty unique because I actually kept the coin because um, it looked like it was like a like giant arcade coin, but he had like his information on it. Uh, that was was uh, that Daniel? Maybe it was him. I don't know if Daniel the Demon did the same thing at one point, but um, yeah, they they did that, and I kept them because I was like, oh, coins, <laughs> like, and uh, you know, the glow in the dark races or whatever, like the uh, like Gears Art did Buddha braces yep. and gears on them and i still have that to this day it's right here it'll happen <laughs> yeah i thought it was the coolest thing because i like i like i don't wear jewelry jewelry except this so i like stuff like this and um anything that you could people could wear it's gonna stay on them at least for the whole convention versus a card being thrown on, a, on the ground so you have different ways of getting yourself out there and being noticed yeah, yeah. i mean uh, I, I think still like having business cards always oh, like, yeah, no bring other that's a bonus. yeah that's a bonus okay. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, when it comes to swag, like I've done, I've done 
everything. <laughs> like every, mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone always asks me, I still get messages. I got a message last week asking uh, where I got my pins done. Um, but I've done pins, I've done buttons, I've done uh, business cards, I've done trading cards, I've done Kappa cards, because which won't give me a Kappa card. Uh, <laughs> I've done wristbands. That's, that's a huge one, actually, the wristband, um, because that's something they'll just put on right away. They won't lose it until they forcefully take it off. And mm-hmm. most people won't do that. So, oh, yep. so if you want to be remembered, there you go. But the standard uh, business cards, especially if you're doing industry stuff, like if you want to um, make sure a dev has your contact info, um, my biggest tip there is definitely uh, ask them, like, have a conversation with them. Don't just like walk up and be like, give me your business card. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. No. Ask about their game. Ask about it a little bit. Ask some details that you're genuine, like, show genuine interest, even though it, it might not be genuine interest. Uh, show genuine interest and then be like, uh, do you have a card? And in most cases, they will have one and then you can trade. Uh, in some cases, they'll be like, oh, I just ran out. And sometimes that's that's a lie. But uh, if you show genuine interest, they'll usually try and scrounge something, scrounge something up for you. So. Yeah. And with that, also prepare like a elevator pitch. So let's say you bump into somebody or, you know, somebody's pressed for time. Create a pitch of yourself that you can give in under a minute that describes who you are, what you do, why you're important, and how you want to work with them. Answer those give questions. I just bumped into. I you. got stage fright. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, it, it would okay. So it would depend okay. on who I'm talking to, right? So talking to me. If I'm talking to, well, uh, okay. So talking to another streamer. <laughs> yeah, let, let's say no. Let's say I'm a developer for SOE, and the game that I'm working on is Spider Man, um, and it's a big title because the movie just dropped and it did wonderful, and a lot of people want that game. And you're interested. Okay, so. Hello, my name is Loco, and I'm a full-time variety caster on Twitch. I am a Twitch partner, and I have a friendly and welcoming com- community of about 300 concurrent viewers. Um, I'm interested in your game. I've been a longtime Spider-Man fan, and I want to bring something unique to the stream and incorporate interaction lo- you know, like, I don't know. I haven't prepared for this. <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, but, that's, that's I what mean, happens. You're never prepared, right? So, like, well, for me, I mean, well, you, you I mean, you do, prepare. but when you, when you have that, it's the difference between being, between being prepared and when it happens, right? It's kind of like, so for me, if you, let's say, what are you wearing right now? TwitchCon shirt, uh, jersey? What are you wearing? TwitchCon. Okay. And you got, yeah, okay. Yeah. She has Razor, Razor, Razor headphones. So she works for Razor. Okay. I noticed that you have pink headphones on. That's really interesting. Uh, my girlfriend is, she loves the color pink and I use Razor Park. Is that Razor? Oh, my name is DJ Tech Live. I, I'm actually a broadcaster and I've been interested in your product for a very long time. And my stream has been asking me constantly, you play MMOs, what gear do you use? And I've been using a Naga for so long and I've been really wanting to get into your headphones. You have a moment to talk? That's that's Yeah, you're better. At, see, but yeah. you're better at improv. Like I... I need to like but yours think works. of this before I walk up, up. Like, I have like a basic idea, right? Like, if I walk up to someone, like I can Sometimes tell people, like, like I just did, like, spit out who I am. When it gets to the part where it's like more, like, what I want to do with them or whatever, then it's like, okay, like, yeah. you have to, you have to have prep for that. Right. So I gave a tip. the The easiest way to is it's called the icebreaker, right? The easiest way to break that ice is look at clothing is one. If a person's decked out in Spider-Man gear, you can just fanboy a little bit about Spider-Man and they yeah. get some excited. 
Um, if a person's um, decked in business attire, talk about their tie. You know, um, if it's a nice tie, even if it's an ugly tie, talk about it in a nice way. And he'll probably laugh at it. He'll be like, oh, my wife, my wife gave me this tie. And you'd be like, man, I didn't like that either. You don't like it? It's like a pizza on your neck, right? Yeah, anyway, like I have the same thing. You know, and people like that because you're not just being like, hey, you work on your Sony, you know? Yeah. Like, so it's just little little breaks in there, little icebreakers. Well, um, that's, that's good if you like are trying to get in, like like you said, like get into the conversation and right, right. initiate that, right? Like, um. I mean, it, it really depends. Like, you definitely mm. want to go with something more casual. Like, what, what my example was is not what you should just go around doing. You should be like, hello, I'm Loco. I'm a full-time variety caster here on Twitch. I mean, and you sold me, but... I'm going to play your game. I want to work with you. Here's my you card. Like, else. That's, that's... Like, there are moments for the elevator pitch and it's not going around speed running the convention uh, hopefully you're going to a convention you're going at least two of the three days hopefully all of them to take advantage of it but if you're going up to a dev then you should know who they are or what game you're going to what company it is uh and have some kind of background of that game before you go up to it and like what dj gave his example is a great example of like like um, like if they're just kind of like, you know, don't look too busy or anything, go up to them and try to initiate conversation. If you're at yeah. a party, that's a great opportunity, right? Like, oh, cause everything's casual. You don't want to go straight business yeah. at a Ask party. Ask them what they're drinking. Easy. Right. But if you are, a lot of these games and these companies, uh, require appointments to go and see, or like you have to go up to the desk and you're going to look for, uh, hi, can I speak to your, um, uh, like influencer relations manager or your uh, contact for streamers or content creators, something like that. So that's the, like the first thing you're going to do is go up to the desk or, or make an appointment ahead of time. Uh, yeah, and then that's, that's when you need to be formal. You're not going to be like, Hey man, I, I see you running around here, but I just want to say you like your hat. Like it's cool looking. Uh, that's, that's when you're going to, make a more business direct approach right yeah. like you want to be like hey like you know i've been following your game for a while i'm a streamer uh you know i i play uh action type games i love superhero games i would love to play spider-man and my community's gonna love it um you know i i plan this and this and this for the game like let's say you're like okay well i'm gonna like try to speed run it or I'm going to have like a big event for it. And I'd love to work with you guys on that. That's when you want to have that more business straight yeah. to the point approach. Yeah. We kind of did both at main menu. Actually, we met um, Friday 13th, the whole crew, mm -hmm. the, the, the creators, I mean, point A and point B. And uh, to this day, we're like really good friends with them. And the, the conversation was weird. Um, he was, <laughs> he said, you look like you work out. And I was like, well, <laughs> I did not take that because uh um um was uh, his his I know his name I'm just say Ronnie he's he works out like he's he's a pretty he's a pretty stout dude and um he loves talking about fitness and um I I went up to him I said wait a minute and he was like you play my game and I was like I don't even know what game you are I just know you work out at this point <laughs> like and he was like Friday thirteenth and I froze I was like wait yeah. a minute loco Boom. i was like pulling everybody and we just <laughs> fanboyed and fangirled at him and we were just like dude we love that game oh my god you know and it was a great experience because at that point not only did we make a friend on a on a personal level we made a friend on the gaming level 
And now they hit us up with like everything, which is great. And making those appointments yeah. is very important. I wanted to hit on that. Um, we spent for PAX East a week making appointments and rechecking those appointments and making schedules for people. And like the more serious you are about it, the more you're going to get done. And we did work. And, and the great feeling is, is seeing all that work pay off. Um, so be prepared. Uh, and put yeah. as much work on this as you as you want. You don't have to be as prepared as us, but if you want something to happen, be very professional about it and have fun with it. Yeah, and and I would say like use Twitter. Keep your eyes open because these opportunities. Um, you know, if, especially if you're small or new to streaming, you're not going to be getting reached out to by companies. You have to take mm -hmm. that initiative. So, mm -hmm. uh, you'll you know keep an eye out. Start like Twitter is like Twitter's the best tool for networking. You know, you can follow these people, these these products, these companies, and, you know, see who is going to TwitchCon. And there's been tweets about companies looking for streamers, you know, mm -hmm. and you can just see, oh, uh, looks like Elgato's going to TwitchCon. Um, I'm going to write a pitch and I'm going to ask them to make an appointment. I'd, I'd love to check out their products and get more information and, mm -hmm. you know, deliver a pitch. Have your social media all there. Let them know who you are, what you do. Do that 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 business type pitch uh, through email, and you know, make these appointments. And um, you know, of course, you can show up and, and go around and do the same thing. Uh, either way works, really. It depends because some companies, some games are so busy that you have to have an appointment. They just don't have time yeah. for you, especially yeah. at, at PAXs where it's oriented around video games. Uh, it's going to be hard for someone to just like stop what they're doing to go talk to because these people have streamers and youtubers booked every single day on the hour to show their games so uh that's really when you want to do appointments twitchcon is going to be more lax for, for on the gaming side um but uh, there's going to be a lot a lot of companies there and um you know if you don't if you're too shy or don't can't find where to make appointments through email then you know just be prepared to to look, look around uh, at TwitchCon and, um, you know, know what you're looking for and try to make connections that way too. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to kind of transition to you, Casper, in saying one of the most important things that I found out about going to conventions, because there was a time I only went to TwitchCon and BlizzCon, which didn't really help me. TwitchCon helped, but BlizzCon didn't really, because I wasn't in the scene, but I liked being there. Right. Getting involved with something at the convention is very easy to do because there's always people saying, hey, it's content creators. We got X, Y, and Z. Don't be shy. So transitioning to Casper, he does a lot of charity events. If you see that he's posting about charity events, get your butt on there. If you're not known, then you'll be known by somebody by the time it's done. Because not only are you doing something, I mean, I mean, don't just do it for fame. We don't, right. don't waste our time. But if you're that type of person that's looking for something to break that ice, hit him up and like Casper, how important is that to have content creators be actually into what you're, what you're doing? I mean, you're putting your lifeblood in this. Yeah. I mean, it, there's no harm in reaching out that that's something that I've learned from conventions and from just networking in general. There's no harm. The, the worst thing that can happen is they actually respond and say no uh, <laughs> to any opportunity. Uh, whereas uh, sometimes you'll get a silence. You'll, you won't get a response at all. And that's almost better. Um, but you're never going to know unless if you reach out and with some of these opportunities, like if you're at a PAX event and you're watching, you're walking around the indie mega booth, like there's tons of games there in such a short, uh, small space mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, going with that elevator pinch or asking about their game and exchanging cards, like 
that is going to be huge. And one of the biggest things is, is make sure you're memorable. Uh, so like if you, uh, exchange contact info with someone, I know a lot of people that collect all those business cards, uh, by going through the indie mega booth and all their other contacts. And then once they get back like a day or two after they send emails to each and every single one saying, Hey, uh, I'm not sure if you remember me, but I stopped by your booth, uh, checked out the game. I'd really love to continue talks about X, Y, Z or partnership or sponsorship or whatever. Uh, let's continue talking. Yeah. Uh, do you have time to meet next week or yada, yada, yada? Like the, it, making that point of contact back to them is, uh, is really important. Um, but like I said, if, if you don't reach out, you, you're never going to know. And I know with people like Quest for the Cause, um, we have at least a dozen broadcasters every single year that are unpartnered, that take part in that event for the past five, six years now. Um, and some of them get partnered instantly after. Some of them have paved the way for that. Some of them have, you know, left broadcasting. Whatever the case may be, though, uh, they got involved with that event, and that's something that they'll always remember, and that's something that can be used as, you know, almost like a stepping stone. Don't do it for fame, but it's pretty inevitable when you're going to take part in a, in a large-scale event, uh, whether on stage or yeah. fundraising, um, it's inevitable that you're going to get exposure from it. And yeah. I am 100% fine with that. I yeah, am- exposure is one thing. Yeah, it's 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I really like that point about the follow-up emails, too. Um, mm-hmm. after the convention, we're kind of jumping around here, but after the convention, you know, you have all these business cards, hopefully, and you want to wait, I would say th- three days about is, I would say is a sweet spot. You want to do it like the day after, cause everyone's traveling. And usually the day after that, you know, that's when they start to catch up on emails. Um, so I'd say like two to three days. Uh, send out emails to every contact that you got, except like if you met another streamer, you don't need to really email them, I guess. Uh, but you know, the business opportunities, the companies, the devs, uh, send them an email. Uh, if you can remember where you met them or like bring in something from your conversation, like, you know, like I really like talking to you about baseball. Like, you know, it's so funny. You like the Mariners, um, like, you know, yeah, bring in something that <laughs> bring in something that, you know, they can remember you by because, uh, you know, they as you've gotten probably several cards, they've probably gotten several hundred cards. Yeah. And, you know, there it's you have to just like really put yourself out there and make yourself memorable. So, you know, anything that you can draw from like when you met them or anything that was said definitely bring that in your thank you email uh reiterate what you want like how you want to work with them or you know what you want from them remind them of who you are and what you do and what you want to do uh and yes that's that's basically how you form a connection and how you form a relationship with a developer or um you know a, a community manager otherwise yeah, Casper brought up like an amazing point. If you're small or just starting out, or even if you're not small and you just don't have enough exposure, indie devs are a gold mine. They will they will invest so much in you because a lot of the ginormous streamers don't waste their time because um, they you know they got big bigger fish barking up the tree. But when it comes, I don't think fish can bark. You know what I mean? But um, <laughs> when it comes, yeah, I don't know why I said that. Bigger dogs barking or whatever. Um, but, the, but at the end of the day, the indie developers, and that's, I hit them up like TwitchCon one, I was hitting indie developers left and right. And the Volve was one, um, a tiny build. And now they're huge, right? They're putting out some major titles and they always hit me up first for everything. They like, just say, Hey, 
just want to let you know we got a meeting coming up. We would love for you to privately be in the back and talk to us about this, give us your input. And that's huge, man, mm-hmm. because all game developers talk. You might be talking to an indie dev, but that might be friends with the director of Assassin's Creed, who might be friends with, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. And if you leave a memorable stamp and say, hey, this guy came to me, knowing that we're a brand new company, and that guy could have been a, a head lead at Blizzard that just wanted to make his own game. Mm-hmm. You never know the possibilities, so definitely hit those up. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's almost like a respect thing. Uh, it's yeah. uh, You never know who you're talking to, um, but show the same amount of respect. And with indie devs, like, to them, uh, giving you a key to their game, their $10, $15, $20 game, uh, if they sell one copy because of that, that's already breaking even to them. So, like, yeah. they don't they want to make these connections with streamers and, you know, we could go into the business side more, but I'd rather not, but um, just indie devs are just so important. And, you know, look at my entire career. My entire career was based off of one indie game called the binding of Isaac that I now have 6,000 hours in five years later. Um, And I built my entire career off of that as well as a million other things, but that was a big stepping point. And, you know, the binding of Isaac, I was introduced because of XYZ broadcaster and because Mm -hmm. they got introduced to Edmund McMillan way back when. Um, you know, a better example is uh, Darkest Dungeon because they came out of nowhere. Uh, yeah. That was a game that was showcased for about a year at PAX events. Uh, we made a connection with them, and one of our big launches with Main Menu was uh, to play their game three days before anyone else. Uh, and that was, you know, three days of only eyes on us as well as, you know, 10 really gigantic broadcasters like JP. Um, and that was just huge for their brand because that gave exclusivity, but then everyone just got so hyped for the game and so much viewership towards their game. Like we, the metrics from that event alone are still some of the biggest metrics that we've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And again, yeah. that was an indie game that came out of nowhere. Uh, and it started with one conversation that I had with them at PAX. So. And yeah. indie games are like, pra- it's, it's practice is what I want to say. Like mm-hmm. they're a great um, a stepping stone for getting, learning how to work with, bigger companies and stuff because you know you can see what you're doing wrong and what you're doing right if you're working with you know indie devs you're you're still making the same type of connection right but you're more likely to get a response you know you're more mm-hmm. likely to get uh you know someone working with you and with that you know you're learning how like that's networking 101 that's working with pr and devs and so scaling up you know it's it's like reaching out to triple a games is a lot harder so yeah. Um and and again there's so many gems in indie games as well. Like Darkest Dungeon was huge. Uh you know, Stardew Valley was ginormous <laughs> and it still is. Like people Ridiculous. still play that game. It's just coming out mm-hmm. on Switch now, so um definitely check out indie booths at at these uh at PAX. Mm. There's always a huge section of them and I mean they're just they're likely to take your time and yeah, it's good good stepping stone. Yeah, it's not about them being more forgiving. It's more they have more patience, uh, or, or you know, are more open about bringing on streamers yeah. that are brand new. And 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 sometimes that's a goldmine for them too, right? Because they don't have to put money in your face to get you to like just check their game out. Because the bigger right. you are, your your time is money. I mean, and and when you're just starting out, shoot, when I just started, I was happy with someone knew my name. Like, and the funny thing about it, and the one thing I'll hit on is always always speak professionally because i'll never forget i was doing an interview with maquana's at twitchcon one because she was doing that movie thing and i was right after lyric <laughs> there was a lot of people in there and there's people filming lyric because lyric is like a god walking around for people right because he barely shows 
And um, I was speaking and there was a guy that was filming me on the side. And I was like, what's going on? Like I was feeling kind of weird. And I got up and I walked out and I went to go check on like the art section creative because we were just, I was helping promote that. And this guy came up to me, he's like, you speak very well. And I was like, well, thank you. I noticed you were noticing, I guess. And he was like, yeah, you mind if I record you talking about how politics and gaming relate? And um, because a lot of politics have something against gaming, would you give me your stance? And I did. And he says, you know what? I would like for you to be at E3. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, because I'm brand new. He ended up being the community director of E3. Mm-hmm. Didn't even know. Yeah. You know, and, and it's just because I was having an interaction with someone else and being built well-spoken. Um, not, I don't, because I don't curse when I'm doing professional at all. Like, I don't even joke around about it. And, and I watch what I say, and I'm very, I try to be as articulate as I can. And um, that landed something. And from there on, like, things started happening. And it was my first convention. So, well, my first uh, streamer convention. So, you know, that's very, very important. Even if you're talking to another streamer, because you never know. You know, a lot of these streamers are voice yeah. actresses. Like, a lot of them are superstars. And, and people, like, change jobs, too. Like, yeah. you know, like, also with that, don't burn bridges. Like, don't, like, don't stick your nose up at someone because it's like, oh, I don't like that game or... Uh, you know, they're just like an indie, they, they're PR for an indie company. I don't care because you mm. never know what happens and jobs yes. change. And now all of a sudden you're like, oh, crap, I could have been networking with them and be, be, like <laughs> getting to know them this entire time. But I just ignored them and now they I want to talk to them. So, yeah. uh, you know, you, and you never know who knows who and, and what, you know, and jobs change. So. It, it's easier to be nicer to people than not. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, I, like I've burnt bridges in the past, of course, right? It, it's been many years and you're going to, that's going to happen inevitably, maybe, uh, unless you're just loco, the nicest person in the universe. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, there's no point in burning those bridges. There's there's no point in uh, down talking something unless you just really have something against them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well. It's easier to be nicer. Uh, it, it's easier to say something nice it's that old thing. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. Um, you know, that applies to social media all the time. Yes. Oh. Many examples of people Speaking burning bridges yeah. or like losing jobs because of a comment they made on Twitter. Mm. Like it's, you gotta, why, why do it? And I'm, mm. I'm a case of that. I've messed up many times. Um, but you know, that's just, it's a perfect example of be the best yeah. example of you as you can be uh, when you're at conventions. That's, that's well, the way we'll that do I a whole. We're gonna need a whole show dedicated to like social media one hundred and one because we could, do, we could do two shows on that. Right, like, man, seven. the biggest. <laughs> I won't. I won't. I'll just say the most. The people that you think have their stuff together the most make the biggest mistakes, and it's very. Uh, mm, it, it it can really do some damage, um, and we'll talk you about never that. Know who's watching. <laughs> yeah. So I say to yourself, even even with your streaming, you never know who's watching you. There's a lot of people that lurk in the shadows. And the, and to go back on, the, you never know who you're talking about. Um, there is a uh, community manager that was for Epic Games, and uh, me and her started talking like a lot. And she actually is a huge fan of Locos and Vios, and she subs to them, and they didn't even know because you know they just do their thing. And I was like, yeah, you know that game we want, like Fortnite or whatever. I was like, yes, yeah, she's a huge fan of yours, you know, and it's funny because Loco holds that family friendly vibe and, you know, she liked it. So it, le- it leads to, you know, opportunities. And even if you're not wanting to stream for the rest of your life, like 
dude, networking for jobs. Like I can't tell you how many streamers got community management jobs or even bigger just by showing up to a convention and speaking on terms of, you know, how to help a company. I remember one guy was talking to his uh, developer. He was playing this game, but his marketing was really, really bad. But the game was amazing. And he was telling him marketing strategies. And by the end of the convention, I didn't even know this guy too much. He was like a small streamer. He was offered an interview over Skype when they got back because his strategizing was stuff that this company didn't even think of. And he was, and it was a small company, but heck he's doing something he likes. Hopefully he's still doing it. I don't know if he is, but I thought that was pretty amazing. And uh, yeah, social media, people always go there first. Yes. Job interviews, hosting opportunities, gaming developers, they check that social media because that's when you are in your own element and they're going to find out. <laughs> so, and it doesn't get buried. They search deep. So I'm just being honest. But anyway, yeah, we, we can spend a whole show on that. We should actually. But anywho, yeah. do you have any other streaming tips uh, for people, Casper? So um, the biggest thing is um, I, I would like to see what you say, because I got deathly ill after I thought I was safe um, and I prepped for it by taking all this vitamin C and stuff, but I should have kept taking it because I was on the plane. I was like, ah, I'll be fine. And I ended up like half dead for a week. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, from Pax Plague and whatnot. Yes, my God. But uh, and on, on, on the lines of that, hand sanitizer with your name on it is really, really good. Bring uh, hand sanitizer. Yeah. It was the most brilliant uh, advertising marketing I've ever seen. That was Co. Yeah. I did yeah. it. Yeah, he he had his face, his dumb face. I love his face. (laughs) His dumb face on bottles of hand sanitizer. It was everywhere. Uh, (laughs) And he did a meet. uh, He did a like a get together that day uh, earlier, and then now everyone has a hand sanitizer. I'm like, your your dumb face. I see it everywhere, and I love it. It's hand sanitizer is so important. Like, buy it, Mm -hmm. bring it with you, offer it to friends, bathe in it, bathe in it. Uh, If you if you want to brand it, (laughs) like, hey, I'm never gonna forget. That guy that gave me that hand sanitizer that has his <laughs> dumb face on it and on the back, a QR code. Oh, I'll scan it. Oh, my God. He's a streamer. Yeah. yeah all of and, them. and the funny thing is you might use it for multiple uh, conventions. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've had a bottle for like a year now. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's um, but yeah, in, in terms of avoiding sickness, uh, just don't touch people's faces. Like, don't do don't that. Touch oh, your my own God. Face. And don't, don't put your hands your on your face, your face. in your mouth yeah. in your ears don't itch your eyes just just like be aware of that like i've never been sick from a convention knock on wood and i've been to many oh, uh, i, I do like, how she does it more than 10 by now uh right around there so give us your secrets the horse pill Echinacea dude she gave me this pill it was is like the secret huge man i was like i'm supposed to smoke <laughs> okay it's it's an, it's like a you can get it at like a grocery store. It's an herbal supplement, so it's not like a it's not a drug or anything. It's uh literally a, like a, an herb that boosts your immune system. You take it before, okay? So you start taking it. I would say like two days before you start taking it. You take it just like once or twice a day, depending on the pill. Uh, take it during, and then take it like the week, the entire week after. And I'm telling you, it's uh, the reason why I've never been sick. Don't put your hands in your face. Bring hand sanitizer. It's like try not to share drinks, and uh, that's yeah. how everyone's it. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Or food, or double dip, and if you're eating like dumplings or sushi, 
Yeah, like it, it sounds silly, like, okay, mom, okay, dad. But <laughs> uh, like these things will make or break you uh, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, my most important thing is, especially if you are an enjoyer of alcoholic beverages, um, balance it out with water as much as you can. Um, yes. I know that Mob Lord wrote an article. Uh, yes, I was actually going to bring that up. And, yeah, and uh, one of the big ones in there that I'll, like I want to say 99% of people aren't aware of is dehydration. Mm-hmm. Um, you add more often than not you're dehydrated at a convention and part of that is because like prices are insane uh bag checks you don't want them to check your water you're talking a ton um whenever you have a chance like you should always have water with you and you should be drinking like multiple bottles a day like brave those lines for the bathroom uh, but drink a lot of water like it's it's Mm -hmm. a lifesaver for sure and and the reason that we stress not to get sick is i mean we care about you guys we don't want to see you ill but you know, the last thing that you want to do if you think about your stream is you go away for the weekend, you, you know, you're missing like four or five days for travel and everything for the convention. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then you get sick and now you're, you're missing more time from the stream. So if you're a full time streamer or you have a regular schedule, you're trying to grow missing like two or three weeks from one convention is not good. So that's why it's really important to, uh, take it seriously and get echinacea. I actually have some. I don't even know if it's the right one because it's not as big as your pills were. Um, <laughs> Those things are huge. Yeah, I, I've seen them. Dude, I, like, I was just like, what is this? It was a weight in my hand. Um, but the funny thing is, is I should have gotten sick in Boston, man. That was rough. That weather was like horrible, but I was good. And she was like, see, you took that in nature. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I didn't prepare for it um, at all. Um, <laughs> I would before, say uh, PAX West. a couple of other things like for the love of God, please bring deodorant and wear it and use it and be aware oh of your my personal God. hygiene. Local, thank you. Please. Praise that. Please. please. Preach. Okay. Also, can we watch or Twitch for a second? Can we yell at Twitch for a second? There was an entire year that they were sponsored by uh, Old Spice Body Wash or like Old Spice. They're, they were sponsored by some type of deodorant. And then they just drop that. And I'm just like, why? What? You need to oh, just yes. take their product and yes. just give it to them. TwitchCon, right? Different. TwitchCon, we had deodorant. Packs and TwitchCon. In like yeah. the bags, Dude, yeah. It was perfect. And people weren't afraid of just whipping that thing out and just locking it on either. Yeah. Because there ain't nothing. Oh, I mean, I'm a, if I was a big game dev and you stank, I, I'm sorry. The conversation would be cut I mean, short immediately. Like, uh, so I will say deodorants, like shower especially after a long day of, you know, in the convention oh, and you're California, sweating and running around in the shower in general. <laughs> so, I mean, well, well, yeah, but like if you're one that skips it once in a while, don't. <laughs> yeah. So deodorant and, and gum is another thing. Um, and, and just like, like look clean. Like, you, you know, mm. if you're going to the, if you're going as a viewer or whatever, but please don't smell bad. Like, but um, if you're going like, you know, trying to make connections, like, you know, people are just going to be really turned off by your, if you have bad breath or you smell mm. or you look like you're haven't showered in a while. So take care of yourself and just be mindful of that stuff. If you eat something, you know, get some gum after you're going to talk to somebody. Um, or brush your teeth, take a mobile toothbrush or something. It's always yeah, good. Just, just be aware of that, of that kind of, kind of stuff because yeah. like. You think that, it, you know, it, it just matters. It does. It, yeah. it, it does. And my biggest tip, 
this is this goes back to like TwitchCon 2015. Uh, if you want to make an impression, because I was still making an impression back then, um, I, I I was staying with some of my friends, and they're very I don't want to use the term, but they're very girly, so they have like all the shampoos and like 19 different things that they do. Um, I decided to use their shampoo uh, the entire weekend, and my hair smelled fantastic. People love good smelling people. <laughs> oh, they love good smelling people. So, and especially when you're a hugger or when you know people are yes. not huggers, they're yes. going to be, they're gonna be like. Oh my god, your hair smells amazing. Yeah, that's a good way to get hugs, by the way. Yeah, that's a good way to get hugs, and that's a good way to be remembered as someone that gives yes. hugs, even if your hugs suck. Yes. Like it smells good. That's and the scratch and sniff guy. He smelled yeah, good. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I will always be known as that guy. You know, and it was funny at PAX West when I was hosting, uh, a lot of the people I was interviewing, they were saying how good I smell. And I was like, really? I just washed wash my butt. You know, it's good. You know, so, uh, yeah, and I, I think I was using a lotion that they had in the uh, the hotel because they were always over-fragranced anyway. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was afraid to do it because we were told not to wear something that was too fragrant because you never know the allergies of a person. Um, but, yeah, man, they were like, you, thank you. For like smelling good, I was like, you got interviewed by people who stink, like you know. Like, but um, the biggest thing I would say as well, if you if you get lucky enough to get into main menu parties or any of these game developer parties, dress to impress because oh, yeah. there's nothing better than looking good and people remembering you and your pictures looking great. Much because, better to um, overdress than underdress. Yeah, like this you is show my first up in time. a suit and it's like people wearing jeans, dude. People are gonna yeah. come up to you and talk to you, so yeah. don't worry about that. Yeah. Um, you don't have to wear a full blown to... tux, but you know yeah because i um i actually went out and spent four hundred dollars on a suit and got it tailored and wore it to the twitch party and i can't tell you how many like ceos came up to me because i thought they thought i was somebody more important than i was and it was great <laughs> <laughs> you know they thought i guess they thought i was a game developer. we were just sitting there drinking and talking and i was like yeah you know blah 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 and i'm like oh by the way i'm a streamer and I, oh really and i was like yeah i'm hosting packs oh we saw you and then i wore this suit uh, well i wore transition of a suit the next day i wore a different jacket and pants of course but um i wore that on stage and i got even more people because the spider-man socks so like you know i i, I do little things to stand out and those things that keep you memorable and you want to do that because when we talk about there's a lot of streamers when you say i'm a streamer that to them that's that's like hey i'm just another person coming up to you you know so um yeah definitely those are great tips and uh because boy yeah. pax east was smelly but yeah so if you guys have any questions uh related to conventions yes. or streaming in general questions for i casper or us uh if you guys have any questions we'll open this last area up to the q a um and we have <clears> a little <throat> bit of time left so if anything we talked about has Hmm. spurred some inspiration feel free to go ahead yeah there's a um, lot of people in chat that actually uh had good points so feel free to speak up as well um yeah yeah that delay <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, the other side of it and i'm sure you guys will probably cover it next week as well hopefully mm -hmm. fingers crossed uh is that you know we talked a lot about uh if you're a streamer aspiring streamer established whatever um but viewers because you guys are coming to viewers community members uh, even mm -hmm. moderators uh, coming mm -hmm. to TwitchCon. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a whole separate thing there uh, that you have to take into consideration. Uh, and I think, like, my biggest tip there is please do not assume the streamer knows who you are <laughs> because I've had so many people come up to me, even if I met them before, mm -hmm. and I apologize because we've met so many people, uh, introduce who you are. Like, be like, hey, yeah. I'm so-and-so. 
half the time we're going to recognize the username, but that, that's a great way to start. Like be like, uh, yeah, I'm a viewer of yours. Uh, you know, I've been watching you for years. This is my username, yada, yada, yada. Like just do not forget uh, to introduce who you are because that is equally as important as who we are. Yeah, because I'm bad. Guys, yeah, and you guys, <laughs> well, you guys know what we look like, but we don't really probably know what you look like. So if you got, if you see us, um don't be shy to come up to us and um i would say you know if 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 we're talking to someone else you know more times than not it's probably like we're just either talking to another viewer or another streamer or something um i would say like be mindful that like you know i i would say like please come up and say hi but be mindful that maybe that was a serious conversation and then try to you know be like short or, or i'm not i don't know what word to use but like you know be mindful that that could have been serious but introduce yourself and anyways you guys know what yeah. i mean like yeah i understand completely yeah I, I had somebody get mad at me because they were a long-term viewer and a streamer and they were subbed and they unsubbed um because i didn't recognize who they were off the bat but you gotta understand like i see like if i knew your name was slumbering dragon and your color was orange and you came in as the orange text i would know who you are but um seeing you in yeah. person is a whole different ball game and yeah we may talk on twitter here and there but i, I don't put a face I, I typically don't search through your pictures to be honest so <laughs> You know, and or even as streamers, if you're a streamer out there and you come up to me, unless I didn't, if I don't play games with you every day or I'm not associated with you, I'm going to look yeah. for your name tag. <laughs> so don't yeah. get mad at me going like, you know, trying to like look at it and see who you are. But anyway. That's uh, a good idea, actually. What was that? Bring, wear a name tag. Oh, uh, yeah, Twitch yeah, will have a booth. Tag and whatnot. Yeah. 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 Guys, this is really important for the convention. Viewer, mm. streamer, whatever. Uh, Twitch will have name tags that you can write your handle on. Do that. And where it's where people can see it, um, it's it's so helpful. Big yeah. big importance of there. Yeah, I know uh, Clara jokes about it all the time, but whenever it's about uh, convention time, she's like, "Everyone better look exactly like their uh, display pictures on Twitter." That <laughs> <laughs> like you just need to look exactly like that. And I'm sitting there with like an animated face on my Twitter, and I'm like, "Yeah, I actually <laughs> recently changed mine because mine used to be my avatar, and then I'm like, okay, well, I'm meeting a lot of people in person and." You know, I feel like it's, it's Twitter such an important tool. So I was like, okay, I'm going to use my real face. Uh -oh. So when people look uh -oh. me up, they're like, oh, I've seen that face before. Okay, uh, I'm compiling questions. questions? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. compiling some right now. Give me one second. Let me put this one here. All right, so first question is streaming in general. How do you start off by talking to an audience that isn't there? There's a couple of ways to approach it. Uh, for me, I remember when I started out, I had no viewers for about three months. Um, and then I got exposed to the Isaac community. So that, that, that was very lucky for me. Um, but it, there's a, a couple of different approaches. My favorite one is, uh, pretend like you have a million viewers and talk to them all. Like, you know, uh, add, talk about what's happening, comment about things, react to things as if you were trying to entertain. Um, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you have five viewers or 500 viewers or 5 million viewers, uh, you treat them all the same. So uh, there's that approach. Uh, and then there's also the crazy approach, uh, as it's deemed. Uh, you talk to yourself. Uh, yeah, I do it all the time. You are your best friend. And, uh, you know, my chat still gets dead from time to time because they're just so enveloped in the story mm -hmm. or I'm speed running or I'm concentrating. And I always have to remind myself, if I haven't said a word in like 10 seconds, I need to start talking to myself and seem crazy. And that's yes. fine. Um, I'm yeah. going to link two important articles in chat, guys. One is called 
uh, Avoiding Dead Air. Uh, it's the mm. one that I just linked. And there's another one uh, by Karazzi called Improving Speech and Mastering the Monologue. And these articles cover this tough topic because it's not easy. And, you know, as much as we can say, oh, just pretend there's a million people there. If you if you look and you don't just, see anything, it's kind of hard to draw inspiration. Yeah. So it drains uh, you, you know, eventually. Like one of the easiest things to do is talk about what you're doing. Like mm -hmm. talk about what you're going to do why you're doing something, um, you know, like ask questions, never have dead air because if someone comes into your channel, A, you're not going to know it before it's too late. If you're not mm -hmm. talking, they're going to make a judgment within 10 seconds. And if you don't say anything in those 10 seconds, you've probably lost that person. Mm -hmm. um, so I, like the, the, the core thing I, I would say that I always hinge on this too Especially with like strategy games where chat gets quiet, um, I'm always talking about like what I want to do and why and what's happening and you know talk about my character or like what's going on around me stuff like that. If you've played previous games, go off on that. Um, I like to talk about food, uh, so like you know I'll I just kind of like start talking about my experiences or what I ate today or what I feel like eating. Or, you know, what I did last week. Um, you know, if it helps you, then try to make a list of ideas, of, like, topic ideas. Uh, these articles should should give you some inspiration on what to talk about. But when you do it for a while, you, you do get better at it. And you can create a conversation out of nothing. Uh, but it's not easy to do at first. So yeah, definitely cover, check out those articles. Yeah, get rid of your view account. And uh, get in the practice of doing it because it doesn't matter how long you're streaming. You can have a thousand viewers and that one day you only have like mm, um, 500 or 100 or whatever. And then and a lot of the times I always tell people, whether you have a thousand viewers, probably only like what, 10 to 15 percent of the people are going to be talking anyway. Um, so I, for instance, I like RPGs because I can do different voices. Right. So I'll just read the text in different voices and it keeps me entertained. Yeah. And, and awake <laughs> and then it won't i won't get drained because the more you look at that chat the more it drains you it, it literally like takes sucks the soul out of you because you're just like i'm just here playing by myself but if you're just sitting there and you're like well i'm gonna go do this other mission it's gonna be real good let me tell you boys and, and people are gonna start like somebody's gonna speak up and be like yeah i really like you doing voices because man final fantasy 14 was hard to stream back in the day when they didn't have hardly any cutscenes with voiceovers but when I would do that, people would just pop up out of nowhere. And even if it's one person talking to you, you you reach the gold mine because that one person might inspire another person because you might have 10 lurkers and you might only see one person. So yeah. anyway, next question is any advice for someone interested in doing PR and community management? Great question because Casper is perfect for that. Uh, yeah. Um, the way that I got hired by Toltify was, uh, and of course, you know, I had experiences with uh, Quest of the Cause, so running my own events, as well as networking with other broadcasters and kind of being that pseudo community manager. Um, I got hired by Toltify through recommendation, uh, and it was a recommendation through Twitch uh, to Toltify. And Toltify was this company that kind of came out of nowhere. They showed up at TwitchCon 2015, um, and no one knew who they were at that time. Uh, and then 2016, they realized they needed more front-facing uh, so they asked Twitch for suggestions. They suggest me, and that's kind of how that happened. Um, if you're looking to get into the uh, into uh, community management and whatnot, number one, there are listings out there all the time uh, that you can always check out. Just go job hunting. 
Um, there are listings out there. I see tips on it like at least once a week on Twitter of people being like, here's all the PR jobs currently available. Yeah, uh, yeah. But the thing about that is that a lot of them are looking for experience. So if you're looking to develop experience, um, developing your own experience isn't the worst thing. Like I created Quest for the Cause to help charities that led to a lot of networking opportunities and organization of multiple broadcasters, multiple personalities, and just building that street cred and trust um, that kind of led from one thing to another. Um, so if you're looking for a job, sometimes it falls into your lap. Other times you can seek it out. Um, but what you're looking for is building that resume. So even if it is your own stuff uh, or if it's some type of small event, anything helps and you can build up that reputation and uh, kind of go from there. Excellent point. Say, mm -hmm. uh, sorry. Uh, no, no, no. On that, I would say, you know, if there's a company that you're focused on or maybe a game you're passionate about, having familiarity with a certain game, uh, especially if you're a streamer and you've, you've played the game a lot, uh, there is a there is a streamer that uh, was in the SOS premiere tournament with us, DJ, and mm -hmm. um, he oh, did really right. well and, and streamed the game a lot and got really passionate about it. And now he works for that company, yeah, he's, he's Outposts, yeah, uh, working on SOS. I believe he's the community manager for that now. Yes. So, uh, you know, having that familiarity, streaming the game and, and creating a relationship with people that are already there with that company uh you know you never know what can happen and, and he wasn't um, even partnered at the time i don't think i don't think he was partnered. i'm not, not sure but we do have like a article from or it's an interview with seriously clara who uh mm. is with i think she's still with sandbox strategies she's, yeah NPR. she's excellent i mean amazing yeah. she so even covers you, her own games <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's uh, great. Yeah, it's definitely that... worth a read if uh, if you're looking to get into uh, the field because she's she streams and she does this and a billion other things. Um, so it's it's a really interesting read. The and funny thing about Clara, and I'm glad you brought that up, Loco, because she's an amazing example. This is a woman that probably got around. I think her peak was like maybe 120 people, and now she kind of averages around like 80. But everyone knows clara like everyone she can't even walk through a convention door out people hugging her and this is devs viewers casters because there's there's a path for everyone in this road and most of us are not going to end up being that 5,000, 20,000 streamer and you know frankly i don't want to be that person um because i'm more community focused so but the biggest advice i can give you if you're starting and you're trying to get that experience be an outstanding person or a community member in a, an outstanding community for instance loco's channel let's talk about hers or, or mine you don't have to be a mod to be an outstanding person in the community if you see someone constantly asking questions and i'm missing you know the answer just say hey i researched that too here you should go to probably you know check this out or whatever and the more and more you make yourself visible by saying greeting other people that's practicing a community management role because I can tell you there's a lot of mods that were just great at modding or community members that moved to mod that are now community managers. Mob Lord is yeah. one of them. Um, yeah. And he made a job out of modding and became, you know, more of a community yeah. person. So that's, that's a good way. point. Like mod, being a mod is a great step into getting a community manager role because um, especially for, you know, bigger streams, you know, you, you become a mod uh, you know, I had a moderator who basically became my community manager, and now she has uh, gone through a couple of jobs in the industry now 
uh, you know, doing that kind of stuff. So, and that's just all from starting something that's like that she did for free volunteer and be committed to a, to a stream. And then it's grown into now her job. So, uh, being, being a mod for a Twitch channel is great experience. Yep. And it breaks that anxiety point of talking. Um, next question. Is there a good incentive for a viewer to go to TwitchCon or any convention if it's on the other side of the country? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming if you're living East Coast, going West Coast, um, if that's what you're talking about. Um, it depends on what you're looking for, really. If you're looking to uh, become a bigger part of that kind of industry, then yes, there, there's, I would say there's no bad in doing it if you have it. And if you don't have it, find ways of doing it. Um, you can make funds uh, if you're streaming or you're a viewer. So but if you're a viewer, um, if you have the means, it, at the end of the day, it'll be, come down to you having the money to do it is always worth it um conventions are they're the meat of this industry i mean it's how we get together and know each other on a more personal basis versus text think about it like this you have a favorite streamer you 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 love that streamer how cool was it would it be to meet them in person pick their brain in person or a video game developer that you love Assassin's Creed and you actually bump into Ashraf, who is like, you know, a director and he talks to you. Like we didn't have those things. We couldn't really do those things. Cause you had to, it was invite only back in the day. Casper, what, what, what about what, what kind of um, advice you have on that? Uh, I would always say that if you are a fan of Twitch uh, in particular, and a lot of broadcasters, if you're a fan of a Twitch team or teams, um, the best convention to go to is TwitchCon. Um, <laughs> I forget who tweeted this out, but I remember someone tweeted out that TwitchCon 2015 was like a partner of Penning Zoo. Um, and it kind of was. It kind of was because we all wanted to attend because, you know, we wanted uh, a centralized place for our viewers to meet us and also us to meet each other. Yeah. And PAX events, you know, that was more game-centric, whereas TwitchCon is definitely much more uh, content creator, influencer, us, us-centric. Um, so if you're a fan of multiple streamers, if you're a fan of um, teams, if you're a fan of anything like that, then I would suggest TwitchCon. If you're a fan, if you're more interested in video games in general, or if you're thinking about becoming a streamer, uh, well, becoming a streamer, I'd say TwitchCon still. But if you're a fan of video games uh, and you want to do your research and see who's going to these PAX events, then you know definitely, definitely worth it. Definitely worth your time. Definitely worth your effort. Uh, I would say that. Uh, if you're a fan of video games or a fan of streaming just in general, um, you got to attend a PAX event at least once in your lifetime. So, Yeah, and PAX has like, got multiple locations. So, you know, there's a PAX East and a PAX West. So if you're on the East Coast and you're like TwitchCon, uh, you know, you're not going to get... It's going to be a different experience, but it's obviously a lot closer if you're traveling from the East Coast. Yeah, and it, it, it still is a petting zoo, but there's more of us. And, and you know, it's not just petting. We'll, we'll take pictures and whatnot. No, that still is a petting zoo. I love it. I mean, I don't like considering people fans. I mean, it's just, to me, it's weird. I mean, I mean, like one person was like, but that's what we are. And I was like, I understand that, but I don't feel. But it's like, like, especially for community streamers, our friends, right? Like it's people we see every day and talk to you. Like you feel like you already know them, right? It's not like you're looking down on them or anything. It's like, yo, what's up? No, it's. It's that identification, right? We we always have to identify. Like, it, there can be an entire show dedicated to this, but I know that a lot of people uh, like to go with the approach of friends, not fans. Um, and I yeah. agree to a certain extent. Um, there still has to be some type of separation, but yeah, um, I definitely look at my community as more so friends than anything else. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. First and foremost. Point. But, you know, come meet us and I'll meet you. That's 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 the way that I want to come off as is that it's not your chance to meet me. It's my chance to meet you. And that's that's, that's- Great point. Great point. And, w- and with that, I know we touched on it earlier, just come up and say hello to us. Like the weirdest thing that I had happened to me, it was this, <laughs> it was a streamer and I, I knew her screen name, but I didn't know her because I haven't seen her. And she stared at me for like an hour. And then she watched <laughs> me in my booth. And then when I got out of my booth, she still stared. And I was like, do you want to talk? She was like, oh my God. I, don't I was like, whoa. You know, and then when she started talking, I ended up being her biggest fan because I was just like, that's awesome like you know come at me and talk and and but th- don't just sit there and stand and stare you know just come say hi because i'm extremely happy to meet you guys like i want people that's why we the go fear. yeah that's I have the why fear we of a meeting, like a meeting fight over meet and greets <laughs> yeah yeah i'm have a fear of being at a meet and greet and nobody's showing up please come see me <laughs> please <laughs> like, we'll pay you like um, well, <laughs> my favorite story comes from uh anime expo and this was like a couple months after i joined clg um, it was anime expo, right? So it's not really like game sector. It's more so anime and waifus and yay. So my my universe. Um, and uh, CLG Academy uh, had a meet and greet at the CLG booth. Uh, we just had a booth because we're local. And um, CLG Academy included one player known as Omar God, who is now a part of the official LCS team, like the Ooh. parent team. Um, and I remember they did that meet and greet, and one person, one person went up to Omar God and was like, oh my God, I love you. You're so great. I hope you make it to the big league someday and blah, blah, blah. Like a big fan. They took a picture. And the moment they walked away, he he started fangirling. He was like, oh my God, I have a fan. Yeah, dude. <laughs> he was so hyped about it. He even yeah. it. Like five minutes later, he was like, it's so cool having having fans or having people that, you know, want to actually legitimately cheer me on, not just the team on. Um, and that's, that's always my favorite story because um, Omar God's such a sweetheart and he's such a, you know, if you watch league he's like a big yeah star so yeah it's, it's it's always nice seeing those big guys be like that because it's it's humbling for everybody right like not only them because you expect them to be like oh yeah come take this picture and then like move on to the next one but no nah, man like to see them freak out makes me even more happy about where people are going with this industry and where's where where it was i am you know um when it comes to um having fans so to speak it's why we do this. Um, and I'll never forget like letters when people used to send me letters about like making them feel good for the day. And they were going through a really bad day and they watch every day. You know, I want to meet that person so I can like actually give you a hug, you know, or shake a hand. If you smell good, I'll give you a hug. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but no, that, that, you know, Loco, you, I mean, you have tons of fans and um, oh, millions. Yeah. I mean, gajillions, if that's even a word. So (laughs) how do you go about, what's a good strategy? Because to come up to you and say hi, because I know a lot of people are probably a little afraid of doing it, probably a little intimidated because of your stature. I know. And I get that a lot. They're like, oh, I'd I'd be intimidated. I am tall. Um, (laughs) Honestly, like, just like, I I would say like the most awkward thing to do is just come up and just like, be like. Hug her from behind. Don't do that. (laughs) <laughs> I, I would just say like a lot of times people just like come up and they're like oh hey nice to meet you like uh, uh, you know i like your stream and i'm like who are you like tell me your username and they're like oh you know so a lot of a lot of them are lurkers like I've, i think mm. i've had more people come up to me that i've never sent a word in my chat than like my regulars which is crazy like you like 
The lurkers always surprise me. Um, but you can ask for, like, a picture or if you want me to sign something. Like, you know, I don't, like, I, I always be like, oh, my God. Like, people are asking for my picture. What's happening? But, um, I mean, I'll, like, I'm totally cool with it. And, yeah, just make sure to introduce yourself. Be like, you know, do you watch the stream? Do you, like, sub? You know, let, let, you, let me know. Um, but, yeah, just, just make sure to tell us your username. Even Signing. if you think we don't know it. God, it's, and, I've never and, and it's signed nice anything. To know. You haven't signed really? anything? Oh, no, I've never so signed. weird. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give DJ a, a tip. <laughs> Practice your signature, dude. Like I know, I yeah. Different every time. <laughs> I got caught off guard like two years ago, and they're like, "Will you sign something?" And I was like, "Yes." And I was trying to like develop a signature in my head. And I was like, <laughs> "That looks stupid," and it lo- it ended up just looking horrible. And this was like three or four years ago. Yeah, <laughs> and it was just my- it was. It's so bad. <laughs> like three different yeah, DJ you should lives. practice. Your name I, yeah. is long. I'm lucky with mine. Mine's, <laughs> oh, mine's always answered with a heart. Like I've, I've, I've and, and I've even got like a message that I always write. Uh, but everyone's special. I did. I totally did not say that. <laughs> but I totally say, hey, uh, you're neat. Keep being neat or something like that. Or you're awesome. I love you. Like you know, simple things like that. And then my name with the heart. I didn't even think about that, man. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> practice that, man. Like it's, they will catch you off guard. And then at TwitchCon 2015, someone asked me to sign their boob, and I was like, I, I haven't held a boob in like. Did seven you sign years, it? And I didn't have two. <laughs> like, it was, oh man, so you gotta find like a friend that's got a boob that you can sign or something. Like, you find a holder. <laughs> How do you do that at the same time? How do you? It was so hard. I'm not even. Oh my god. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> wow. My first boob. I will never forget. That's I think that's when you make it, man. Like that that's oh, like well, a make it story. You make it when you sign a female boob. I I had many. Oh, it wasn't a oh. no, that was a female boob. That was, but I had many male <laughs> boobs. Uh, yeah. The plot yeah, we had a competition. It was me and uh Richard Hammer. We were next to each other. And we were oh, man. About to sign more body parts. Yeah. He won, <laughs> but barely. He, he he only won by like two. So. Oh, my God. That's pretty amazing. Well, I'll definitely have my first boob story whenever that happens, if that happens. I'll do it. I'm good. <laughs> Male or female? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so the, the the most important thing, guys, is come up and just you know be be a little respectful. Um, some people have very, very, very big personal spaces. Um, and just because one like yes. Ezekiel, I tell about that story all the time. Ezekiel just comes up and grabs my butt. That don't mean you can. If I don't know you, yeah. like, don't just grab my cheeks. And, and, and like, DJ was joking about the the surprise hug, but don't actually do that. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I meant that across the board, not just for her. Like that. Yeah. You get elbowed by me if I don't know who you are. Like, I've done it. I've hit somebody by accident because that's my reaction. Because um, it's not that I want to, yeah, you know, it's, it's like freaking out. Like, oh, you know, like, get off me. So <laughs> just be careful about doing stuff, especially, especially, especially women. I mean, it's the same thing for men. But if you're, if you're some guy that you've been lurking and she don't, they don't know you, don't just do that, man, because that can go oh. a long way in a bad direction. So um, personal space is good. Introduce yourself from a distance. And and you'll tell by the person's facial experience uh, expression if they want you around or not. If they kind of like yeah. oh, hi, then you know to stay back and just have a casual conversation. It doesn't mean that you're gross or nothing. It's just that maybe they had a hard day. Maybe they're tired yeah. of people coming up to them. I mean, and like I said earlier, like if if like I I know for me personally, like if I'm talking to someone like and you're around and hovering, like I'm probably mm-hmm. just gonna wait for you to interrupt. Like like just don't be don't. 
don't feel like you can't say hi if I'm talking to someone. Um, but then just on the other side, be considerate. Like, you know, if I, if I'm just like, you know, acting all mosey around and, you know, whatever, then, you know, feel free to have a conversation. But if I'm like, I don't know, like have to run somewhere or something like, you know, just be considerate um, with it, with the streamer's time. I, I would uh, I would echo that and also say uh, if you're good at reading body language, great. Because um, most streamers, we're we're almost accustomed to that and be like, yeah, okay. Uh, just you know, if, if they're like if they're opening up their bodies a little bit more, so that there's like room for you to, yeah, yeah. that sort of thing. If they kind of close it off, like take the hint that yeah. it like might not be a moment. Please find them later. But we yes. never want to like insult you guys. Like we yes. love you guys. Allow yes. us to do this. So that's a really uh, good point. The easiest way to um, go up to a person I learned is uh, have your side kind of do like almost three fourths to your, your side to the person is way more comfortable than you being straight up in their face because man bubbles bubbles disappear when you're just like hi you know so if you're if you're more to the side when you walk up to someone it's a little bit easier to open a conversation and say you know hello or whatever mm-hmm. and also if let's say loco or me or Casper is talking to somebody feel free to stand there. And wait, because I know people just like get so upset that we're sitting there talking just because you want yeah. just like you want your time. They want their time as well. Most likely I'm going to, you know, find a segue in that conversation to say, oh, hi. You yeah. Know, and bring or you it will be on. like, oh, just one second or something like yeah. make sh- like don't stand behind me, but like stand where I can see you and like clearly like look this way. And then I'll I'll like, you know, give you a maybe like a hand signal or be like, oh, hey, just one second or, you know, hey, come on over mm-hmm. or something. That's, that's a really good point about, like, posturing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, any more questions out there that we missed? Handshake versus hug. When to choose. Ooh. If you're... All right. You let the streamer decide, I would say. Yeah, yeah, big time. But, like, I don't know. I, I normally take hugs from other streamers because I'm being, I've already hugged them at some point or something in my life or something. Uh, when it comes to a random viewer, it, it depends. Like, if it's a long-term viewer and I know who you are, then yeah, I'll more yeah. than likely make the move to hug you or something. Um, to, we'll to be also honest, be able I'm, to read you too, though. If you're yeah, like, if you yeah. seem nervous, we're not going to like, you know, smother you or something, <laughs> you know, if you need space. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had an awkward experience where I, this person kept hugging me. Sometimes there's a too much button. And I kind of put that out there. Like, I was like, oh, hi, man, you know, it's cool. He, like, literally hugged me every time he saw me. And I understand that, you know, he enjoyed streaming all that stuff. But right. it's not too much. And, uh, you know, and I, and I hate, and, and I get into an awkward point where I don't want to say anything, right? Because I feel like I'm disrespecting them. But now I'm going to say stuff. So um, it's going to be more of a lines of, like, hey, you know, I'll probably, like, pull back a little bit. That's not an invitation to come in mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know it's just a little reading body language as they said but anyway um handshakes i hate shaking hands personally i'll do it on a professional level when it comes to the game does but when it comes to people i don't really do it so if i do this that's me saying i'm not shaking your hand and it's only because hands are gross um they've been all over the place and, I, and i'm a i i always have my hands sanitizer so i'm yeah I'm, yeah I'm down. so that's another thing if we hand sanitize after we shake your hand don't get don't take offense to it it's literally <laughs> yeah. just being well wait till like yeah. they leave or something i'll just yeah. be like oh hi nice to meet you okay <laughs> i i offer like, what do you want i know like squirt squirt yeah you know? <laughs> would you like some yeah there you go yeah. there you go <laughs> i am a big proponent of the fist bump i am uh fist yeah. bump fist bump i love it i love it yeah so yeah. if you're I, I if you're like not a hugger like fist bump is is huge like just 
they go for a handshake be like oh sorry like you know health thing and just put your fist there they they got it yep so hopefully you guys got a lot of information on conventions and when it comes to being sanitized <laughs> and uh, on top of that um uh, etiquette and yeah and 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 we, we're excited I, I cannot believe it's next week i'm freaked out we, we, we didn't even know it was next week so twitchcon is then if you can make it out please come out and if you do make it out please say hello to each one of us um casper me and loco and with that uh, Casper, where can we find you on social media tags? What's your schedule of streaming? And how can we find you at TwitchCon? Uh, you can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash iCasper. I with a K and then two R's. Yeah, I yeah, know. Uh, twitch.tv slash iCasper. Uh, Twitter.com slash iCasper. Those are my two main places you can find me. Uh, I stream seven days a week, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I also have some other things. It's not a big deal. Uh, in terms of finding me at uh, TwitchCon, um, I am a very busy person, but uh, more often than not, I will be at the uh, TwitchCon Tiltify Charity Stage and the Charity Plaza. Uh, it's a pretty big area. Uh, lots of charities there. So if you found a bunch of charities floating around and you see a gigantic stage, then I'll be there. I'll be somewhere there. So if you're looking for me, feel free to stop on by. Um, uh, I'm not like super attached to it. So like if you want to come chat uh, and want an easy place to find me, I'm there. And of course, I've got my meet and greet uh, at 12.30 p.m. on Sunday. Awesome. Local? Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash loco or twitter.com slash loco2525 as usual. Uh, we'll be putting this VOD up on YouTube this week, and it'll be available right after the stream uh, here on Twitch if you guys want to watch. And if you guys have any feedback for the show, uh, feel free to tweet at StreamerSquare, or uh, we have a Discord as well if you guys would like to join. Uh, we really appreciate any feedback for the show, how we can improve. Yeah. I don't know if that link actually worked. Um, but I will get a link in just a second. Um, but definitely, you know, reach out to us and let us know how we can improve the show, what you guys want to see more of or less of. Um, we appreciate any feedback. So that's me. What about you, DJ? I'm DJ Tech Live, streaming six days a week, Tuesday through Sunday, uh, in normal circumstances. Um, you can find me on Twitter, um, YouTube, uh, Instagram, and Twitch at DJ Tech Live. Um, and also not only about the feedback, but please, if you have something that you want to dis have discussed, uh, we do take recommendations. So make sure you go to streamersquare.com for more information, um, about the show and, uh, about some upcoming events and stuff like that. Keep an eye on the Twitter. Make sure you follow all of us on Twitter and also follow, uh, streamer square. Is it just streamer square? Yeah. Yep. At streamer square. And, um, feel free to post comments. We love comments. We love reading them. Um, and watch the VOD, share it with your friends. And if you know anybody in the industry that you think would be good for the show, definitely hit us up about it. This has been the yeah. stream scene, the show number four with Casper as our guest. And we were talking about uh, convention tips amongst a whole bunch of other things that are really good to watch. Rewatch if you're just coming in the stream. VOD will be up soon. Thank you so much for watching, guys. Have a brilliant night, and uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>